did you? Uh, yeah, I did hit the okay. like button. So, yeah. uh, whatever you were gonna say, say it now or forever hold your peace, unless it's just not yeah, appropriate. Okay, it, it uh, was semi-appropriate. Then it's probably better that you didn't say it. Yeah. Uh, in this installment, Loudmouth College football, the regular season has come to an end, and so has the tenure of some head coaches around the sport. We dive into the coaching carousel as well as uh, some some changes to uh, forwarding addresses for some other coaches who have taken mm-hmm. new jobs as we get to the end of the regular season. And, of course, the highlight, the games, the rivalry week, it all seemed to be just a one great game after another with, with some not-so-great games mixed in as well. But that is uh, to go over. We'll, we'll discuss all of the uh, – Rivalry Week action and, and a whole lot more. And this is number 168, Loudmouth CFB. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. First of all, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. These people don't give you. Love you, honey. So welcome. I am BJ. That's Cam over Hello. on my right. Tyler will be in here literally almost any moment now. Uh, he We just heard from him. He had just gotten home. Uh, he was traveling to Ohio on Wednesday. That's why he wasn't here. He was traveling back from Ohio today, and he should be with us uh, momentarily uh, to, to be part of the show. But Cam, since I haven't had a chance to really sit down and, and talk with you, how was your Thanksgiving? Yeah. How did it go? Yeah, it was really good. Um, Really can't complain too much. Me and a few of my friends and stuff here, we just did a little Friendsgiving. What about you? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. I worked uh, for the morning, got double Mm -hmm. time. That's why I'm I'm not uh, upset with it. I get double comp time. So uh, I worked for for a few hours, got to leave by lunchtime, Mm -hmm. went home, cleaned up, and and we went to uh, have have dinner with – one of my uh, brothers is, uh, well, actually, uh, one of my brothers, not in-laws, but um, could be considered as such at this point, mm-hmm. you know, probably Future one in-laws. P- potentially, yeah. Um, that was, but, um, so we, we had dinner with, with them and, and watched the the Cowboy game, or, well, uh, from about the, 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 the halftime on. Uh, we got there just in time to see a little bit of the, the last little bit of the first half, so. Um, yeah, pretty historic day. Deron Bland with the fifth interception return for a touchdown this season, which is a new NFL record. Nobody had had more than mm-hmm. four pick sixes in a season before Thursday. And, and yeah, he's been off to a great start. Yeah. And then he did it in 11 games. In fact, not, mm-hmm. you know, everybody talking about all the, you know, the, the, the extra game added on the end of the year well this was done even less than the 14 game seasons that they used to have in Mm -hmm. the nfl so this is this is a record that's probably going to be really tough to break if i had to guess um but uh yeah so just kind of that had uh you know had another broadcast friday had a game uh that went our way so we're still live Mm -hmm. gonna be playing some december football and nice um, nice nice yeah and then uh that's always good 
sat back and relaxed and, and watched some some great college football. You know, normally mm-hmm. it seems like it's a mix of, of Friday and Saturday games that we're talking about, but Friday paled in comparison to what oh, we had easily. on Saturday. Easily. There was just not a whole lot that really was worth even spending a whole lot of time on. It was it wasn't even like it was a bad appetizer because football's football. You love it. We we love mm-hmm. this time of year. You know, with, you love with, to see it. Mm-hmm. And this come this brings to an end what was one of the best stretches of college football and NFL we've seen in in quite a long time, where we had almost two solid months of a football game on every night. And I hope that mm-hmm. continues into next season. With uh, I'm sure it will. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean that that's that's what I love about Maction and and the, and the Conference USA doing that is that you know it gives people football every night of the week. It it has some of these games and teams that would have gotten lost in the shuffle and, and buried uh, in in a normal week of college football, it would have, it gives them more priority and, and marquee because they're on a weeknight and, and you're, you know, they're not basically having to compete with a whole lot of other opportunities or options in, in terms of what's out there on the slate. So uh, that's why, <clears throat> not just because I'm a football junkie, but that's why I love it. And, but, I really but do we are football back. junkies, so well, yeah, I'm sure are. that it's going to just keep on continuing, though, that well, way. Especially as long as football's number one in this country, which, yeah, let's face it, it like the Super Bowl breaks its own record every year well, <laughs> for most viewers. Year. Yeah, yeah. But that's a little bit different. Uh you watch any of the Black Friday NFL game? I didn't have a chance to. And not I didn't that I wanted have a chance to, to either. We were wanting to watch I, the college games instead. Yeah. You want to know what I did all day Friday? Sleep? I got home from work. I ate a pizza and I slept. I, I don't. I don't blame you, dude. Like I, I worked Friday morning and then uh, I got home. I finished up a couple last minute things that I needed to do before the, uh, the the broadcast that I did, I just like crashed for like a 30-minute nap, and I didn't even feel like I'd slept because I was so tired, and my body was just like, I need to like sleep for even just a little bit of a, of a moment, like 20 to 30 minutes, but I needed I it, so. I, I, I really needed it. Like, I know that I needed it because the day before, I woke up at like, 5 30 and i didn't take a nap until about 6 30 and even Ooh. then i i woke up at like nine to get ready for work so yeah that's not fun that's not fun not that fun great. at all <laughs> that's quite the day well you know what else is uh, not fun losing a job yeah losing a job that can uh that can be not fun sometimes uh we've got the coaching carousel has been in uh, full swing as mm-hmm. of uh, the last couple of days with the end of the regular season coming in. There's obviously been some some new uh, names that have gotten to take on some jobs, but we'll hold off on those. The biggest one, I think, uh, that came out earlier today, uh, after five years of being down in H-Town, Dana Holgerson is out of a job. Had it been uh, five Houston. years? It's been five years, yeah. Damn, it didn't yeah. feel like five years. No, he went uh, went four and eight in his uh, inaugural in, in the inaugural and Big yes, Twelve season. Neil they Brown had survived. 
yeah, Neil Brown. I mean, of course, if you listen to smarter people like us, we told you that he wasn't going to get canned this year, even with, um, you know, not beating Houston. And, and, you know, I mean, you talk about some missed opportunities. If, if Houston had two bucks to the fire, Neil Brown fund, but that's but you think about, about the, man, if they, if that Hail Mary hadn't gone down, he, West Virginia would be in a position to, with a bowl win, get to 10 and three this year. Yeah. Just how crazy is that? I had them bowl eligible, but I didn't have them winning a couple of the games that they were able to get this year. But uh, Houston was one of them, and uh, Houston finishing under 500 in their first season in the Big 12, four and eight, uh, which included the the loss to Rice as well, and and, and then losing just, there. And it's not just the fact that they struggled this year; like it's the fact that they largely looked uncompetitive. Yeah, like they. <laughs> Like Dana was pretty much on borrowed time all season. Like yeah. the way that they've looked. Yeah, they finished two and seven in the Big Twelve. Uh, their two wins, actually, funny enough, that was the West Virginia, and then they won in overtime against Baylor. And and some news came out about uh, Dave Aranda, but he's not on this list. He will be the uh, head coach of the Bears in twenty twenty four. We don't have to put a little up the, bit of a surprise. I, I am a little surprised by that too. I, I didn't think that there was really much of a chance that he was going to to survive and, and see another year. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about how much he was able to accomplish with Matt Rule's recruits. They had the bad COVID year that it affected everybody in 2020. Mm-hmm. But then they turn it around and they they go out there and they, they beat Oklahoma it. State. Yeah, they they you know they had the up, the upset mm-hmm. loss to to TCU was the only thing that prevented them from going to the playoff that year because mm-hmm. had they beaten or, or had they beaten TCU, they had the lost Oklahoma state and they would have, re, you know, gotten their revenge in the big 12 title game. You know, one loss team that avenged their only loss in the conference championship should have been in the discussion. But mm-hmm. of course they weren't because of the loss to, uh, to TCU that year. I'm not going to you know, harp on that more than just that, but it is funny. Um, mm-hmm. Aranda is a great ball coach, just needs to embrace NIL. I think so too. But that's yeah. the thing is that Baylor is not in a real position to to get a lot of NIL. Yeah. Really, really. I, I mean, I they've got some say, good, they've got some good donors, but yeah. I mean, as much as the as much as the people who uh, graduate from Baylor are loaded after they graduate, yeah. um. I mean, you know, that maybe they, they can maybe they can just send yeah, out like a I, proclamation to all the, the Baptist churches across mm-hmm. the state and say, hey, uh, for every, uh, you know, money that they put in for the church as part of the uh, contributions. goes to Baylor yeah, NIL yeah, fund. Yeah, seven and a half percent or something like that. All right, that's, that's horrible. <laughs> I'm not making... I'm not trying to make that a joke. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard far worse things. Yeah, so. that's that is true. That is so. true. Uh, so yeah, probably Dan- said far worse things. So there. nearly 15 million owed to Dana Holgerson, but if uh, Dana gets another job, they can lower that amount. Um, the other big name that is gone here on this. Well, they call it Black Sunday. You had Black Friday on Friday, Black Sunday with, or maybe Pink Sunday. How many coaches have been losing say, their let's jobs? Let's go with Pink Slip Sunday. Pink Slip Sunday. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. 
not really surprised here as well, but uh, Tom Allen is done at Indiana. I'm they, surprised he lasted this long. Three, well, three straight losing seasons after how good they did in 2020 mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, you know, the nail in the coffin. He had led Indiana since 2017 after he had been their defensive coordinator the year before when 33 of 82 games as Indiana coach, and they dropped their last three, including the game at Purdue to finish three and nine. Ever since the end of the 2020 season, when they went six and two in the COVID shortened year, they were nine and 26 overall, including a record of three and 23 in big 10 play. And it still pisses me off that one of those nine wins was the Western Kentucky game last year. That was my upset of the, of the, uh, my upset Century. special that we, yeah, I'm not gonna, not gonna forgive Tom yeah, Allen and them for winning but that game. So it, it kind of surprised me because after the COVID season, it was clear, like he hadn't done a good job of recruiting, bring, yeah. bringing that talent back in to uh, Bloomington, and and yeah. losing Penix to the transfer mm-hmm. portal was also really not going to be something that that helped him out. I mean, especially when you see how much he was able to improve. And just really, you know, turn himself and 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 what he was able to do for Washington, you know that that was kind of just like you know seeing what Penix did, staying healthy mm-hmm. and being in a different system. I think was kind of the yeah. the death yeah, like, blow for 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 Allen at uh, Indiana. Yeah, like it was clear that he was misusing the talent there, and it's unfortunate for him and Indiana especially that they gave him such a big contract that they had, they kind of played themselves into keeping him this long is what it felt like. But I mean, that's what you, that's what you get when you extend off of one great season and then a lot of mediocrity. Just, Um, just look at, just look at Jimbo Fisher and, and how he got extended after one great season with a lot of mediocrity after, Hey, welcome Tyler. What up naysayers. Hey, I heard the podcast on Wednesday. Did, did, you, did you hear me say that I had no idea how to do it? I didn't it, care. I don't care. I heard what you picked. <laughs> did you think You're it welcome. was something that ended up reverse jinxing Michigan into a win somehow? Did you ever consider that? Huh? No, no, it's no. All I, just I, am, I just think I, I know everything. I know yes, it all. Ex- exactly. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So what, what have we you, gotten through so far? Huh? We've, we we talked about Dana and we've talked about. Uh, Tom Allen losing their jobs uh, so far on the uh, on this pink slip Sunday is what we're referring to it as. That's basically what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of, of slips in general, uh, Max Johnson slipping out of College Station somehow still has yeah. eligibility. Uh, yeah. Who knows where that's going to end up? And Nate Johnson as well is slipping out of Salt Here's Lake City. Here's something. Here's an idea. I'm just going to throw this out there. See, that's what a good dog does. Okay. Ignore the other two you may see in this uh, show tonight, but that's a good dog back there. Um, I'm just going to say it. I don't think it's going to happen. He's really stuck his time in the Southeastern Conference. But man, if JJ leaves, I'd like a guy like Max Johnson, a quarterback at Michigan. Yeah, you you want that large penis there. Well, other than just being able to say and and make the uh, make my typical joke, I would like to. I like I. I'm not even making jokes. I'm not being a smartass when I say I would love to have Max Johnson at quarterback mm-hmm. at Michigan. He's not year. a bad. If JJ goes, to, if JJ decides the drafts where he wants to go, 
I hope not. I hope he stays for another year for multiple reasons. I hope that he stays another year to develop a little more. I think he's there. I think he's at a point where he could be an NFL quarterback. But just one more year. Just give us one more. On top of that, um, Jaden Davis comes back in, and that would be tremendous as well. So between the two of those, that would be kind of what I'm thinking. So the bigger stories, I guess, and, and we'll flip this around. I, I don't want to kind of step on your toes, Tyler. I know you just got here, but the bigger news items of the day, not just some coaches that have left as well, I want to mention that uh, Dana Damel is out at uh, UTEP after a three and nine season, six years with the minors, 20 and 49, uh, his record, and as well as uh, Danny Gonzalez. He was let go yesterday after a four year stint at New Mexico where he went 11 and 32. But uh, the bigger news items is that we've got some new teams that are on the search for a head coach because of some new arriving members taking some spots. And I think the biggest one of all is uh, Jonathan Smith going from Oregon state to Michigan state. And this, I think this yeah. is that the, the three, biggest one. I think it is out of the three that has been announced. I mean, you can make the argument for the other one that I'm going to get to here in a second, but I think in terms of what, you know, we've seen the turnaround that he had at, at his alma mater and what they're looking like they could have been this year. Obviously they had, you know, you know, we had no way of, of truly knowing, that they wouldn't be able to to survive their trip to Arizona or to um, uh, was it uh, Washington State was the other one, but you know looking at it, it's still a solid eight and four campaign with the talent that they've got and and having one of the toughest places to play in the last couple of years as, since he's been there. I, I think that's a fantastic move for Michigan State. I, I like the the move that Texas A and M made. I mean, obviously that I think is going to be the biggest story in terms of what it how it affects everybody else across the sport because it's the biggest know, because of how it went down yeah we'll get to it yeah as for michigan right. state obviously this is a really good get because what mm-hmm. they did in this previous hire with with mel tucker was they their attempt was to go after and get a recruiter because they wanted to recruit with ohio state and michigan mm-hmm. and penn state and others that clearly um, didn't work. No. Well, they were never going but, to. They're, they're not yeah. a program that did to begin with. Yeah. Like the reason they succeeded so well was because Mark D'Antonio was able to be. No, it wasn't the transfer find portal. It, the, well, then the they bring in Kenneth in Walker rough. with. That, well, with, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about as a whole. This entire yeah. the success of the university, uh, Michigan State University, has been coaches mm. who develop players mm-hmm. get to that point where they're where they have just that one good team, you know, every three years, years, really, like like two, three years. Kind of similar to what Northwestern does, but on a higher scale. Yeah, Northwestern does that every three-year thing. This year was that third year, Mm -hmm. and it turned out to be better than we thought. I'll get to that at a different time um, when we may do postseason awards. Um, But when you talk about Michigan State, every three years or so, they get that experienced team that comes in, just tears shit up. Mm -hmm. We looked at like 2016, I think it was. uh, Michigan State went to the playoff. 2015, yeah. 2015, my bad. It was year two. Yeah. It was a 2016 uh, is what they wore on the jerseys, but it was 2015 uh, regular season. Mm-hmm. Michigan State goes to the playoff. They got beat, but that that was probably that, I think that was the year they were looking for in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because 2018 you you go into 2018 years after Kirk Cousins had left and they had all that success yeah yeah it was um they had the the year the 2011 and 2012 it was Connor Cook Connor Cook oh that's right yeah yeah um and they, they, but Kirk Cousins, it took him a few years. He finally got it going. And really, I mean, Kirk Cousins was the backup to Keith Nickel, remember? And then Kirk Cousins took over. Nickel moved the wide receiver. We see the Hail Mary that was completed quarterback mm-hmm. to former quarterback. Um, enough. You're not doing that shit. Um, <laughs> like Michigan State's on that like trajectory where they just have those good years. Now they have a guy who, again, much like Mark D'Antonio, they were getting to a point where they were just really good every year. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 the ability to be able to compete in the new Big Ten, you're, you're yeah. going to have to do that. And I'm not saying that the teams that are coming over are going to be world beaters because USC has a lot of work to do to even no. be a Big Ten team yeah. and be a competitive one at that. I mean, they're going to look at – there already are, but there are going to be more people calling for the job of – one uh, Lincoln Riley after yeah. next season, just because of the struggles that they are going to have, especially if Caleb Williams goes to the NFL. I don't think they have a guy who's going to replace him and do well enough. He's going to drive me nuts. Um, but they, they're not going to be that good. UCLA's, I don't think they're going to be that good. I don't know what the Chip Kelly uh, hot seat radar is right now, but I, I, don't, I would say it's, I would say after getting skull drugged last night the way they did, I would say it's probably raising again. Mm-hmm. Um, probably. Oregon and Washington, are they good enough? Like, look, I understand Washington's a really good football team this year. I really do. They're not a physical enough football team to go in and hang with some teams at their best. Um, yeah. This year they are, I think, because of how good they are. That's a different topic of conversation like how good they are on the field and how high powered of an offense they have is something that mm-hmm. keeps them in games yeah. but i don't even know that washington beats the most physical of teams i don't think they beat the georgias and the michigans and even the ohio states no oregon is probably the most physical of the four that are coming over yeah however they don't have the weapons to match the physicality they have good yeah. players they have bo nix they ha- and they have troy franklin they have um bucky irving uh, Bucky I wasn't going to go Bucky Irving route, but I, I agree with Bucky Irving and um, Ferguson, the, the yeah, tight Ferguson, end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've really right. enjoyed this Oregon team this year, but I don't know that Oregon is quite there yet either offensively. or well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say offensively, but just phys- physically. We, we find all that out next year. Dan Lanning's probably got the Oregon at the closest out of anybody, um, yeah. if I'm being completely honest. Absolutely. And that's perfectly yeah. fine. That's, that's a, a thing that's going to happen. Um so where Michigan State expects to be, um, sorry, I have to open the doors for Emily to get in with the doll because she didn't want to just take my phone. <laughs> um, That's it opens the door for Michigan State to be perennially good, eight to ten wins, right? And, and yes. what we're looking at as the new Big Ten. Um, Big Ten. Sorry, I had to yeah. make sure somebody didn't piss on my floor. Um, You're stepping away for a sec. No, I'm not. I just oh. had to make sure somebody that one of the dogs didn't okay. urinate on my floor. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't make that clear the first time. No, I, I um, thought you were stepping away because of the. They didn't, so I don't have to. Okay. And then nice how that works. Gotcha. Um. 
And the new Big Ten, Michigan State is going to be just fine. I think I think we're not going to have to worry about what Jonathan Smith's going to do. I yeah, I he's proven what he did in just mm-hmm. a few short years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can see going bad for him is just the rap that Michigan State's got. Um, over the last couple of years of Mel Tucker and, and what they lost, it's going to take a while to rebuild it, I think, because I mm-hmm. truthfully, like I said, they, they brought in a guy who they expected to be a recruiter. Yeah. Well, he's not recruit. Well, he didn't recruit well and, and he also didn't coach well. So when you're, when you're getting double whammy of uh, failure with failure, it kind of makes it a little tough to, this is just yeah. a hell of a time right now. Um <laughs> That's all when, you're getting, when you're getting double whammy with failures, it, it makes Mom? it a little more difficult to go forward. Yeah. So okay, I mean, you two quit. Cali Kennel. Eighteen and seven in the last two Kennel. seasons uh, for for Jonathan Smith. I mean, it, it, his his record because of how how much it it you know how much work was put in in the first four years. He ended mm-hmm. up finishing at thirty four and thirty five. With Jeeves, yeah. but I mean, he, look he, at that. He was like, over for her, but for what? I mean, he over half of it came in the last great. two. Yeah, his first two years were, were, were well. To. They weren't great. They were they were <laughs> miserable. Uh, but his last two years were great. That's what Completely I was saying. Yeah, and, and you've got this team at a level. Yeah. They weren't even that good. Like their best years of my lifetime, two thousand. I wasn't. All, mm-hmm. I was. I was alive, and I was like when six he was the quarterback. Old, what yeah, yeah. What what am I gonna do? Um, it, being West Coast is one thing, but like, yeah. What is Michigan State trying to dig from? Because realistically, they don't win Ohio, they don't win Michigan. No. Um, they just they just struggle. And Jonathan Smith with. is great at finding those types of diamond in the rough type, like of just like Dan. But, and that's what I'm saying. Diamond. They don't win Ohio. They don't win Michigan. They they don't win Pennsylvania even, which is becoming mm-hmm. a really good high school uh, football mm-hmm. builder. I guess yeah. like they build a lot of really mm-hmm. solid players. Yeah. Um. But he just does a really good job of of making guys better, his yeah. his players better. I mean, there are guys at Oregon State right now who you would never know if it weren't for Jonathan Smith. Yeah, we would so, not have known who Tristan Gebbia was. Yeah, Damian Martinez. Um, Chance Finn, Nolan even. Chance Nolan. Yeah. Fenwick. Yeah. Uh, who was the other one I was thinking of? It was oh, uh, the other receiver. Branson. Uh, no, well, he was. Receiver. Not Bengal Branson. I was, I was thinking of I was thinking of their wide receiver, uh, seven. Oh, uh, Bolden. Bolden. Yeah, yeah Silas yeah, Bolden. Yeah. I, Silas I, Bolden. Yeah. Like, I, we wouldn't know a lot of these players if it wasn't for the development that he brings to the table, which I yeah. think, I think he's going to do the exact same in Michigan State. I, I yeah. think that their their realistic expectation, like you said, is is to try to stick around with – their goal is to be probably the best of the rest at this point because of where Michigan and Ohio State are in terms of mm-hmm. everybody else that's in the Big Ten and joining the Big Ten. Yeah, Their goal is to be best of the rest. They want – their intention with this hire is to hang with Oregon and Washington – the, the two new schools who are actually really good. Their goal is to yeah. be in the contention for that spot mm-hmm. for one of those Big Ten championship spots if they're not in first. It, yeah. They want to go into fun. that final week of the yeah. season with whoever the hell they're playing in the final week of the season. It's not Penn State anymore. That's not protected. Um, mm-hmm. Their goal is to go into the final week of the season with an opportunity to play for the Big Ten championship if somebody slips. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. play fundamentally is sound enough that they're not going to beat themselves. And yeah. when yeah. on the give, off chance, Ohio State or Michigan beat themselves. Give this a couple of yeah. years. This is going to be a 2027 mm-hmm. type of thing. Or early like it was, yeah. Kind of like it was with Oregon State. It took three mm-hmm. years, and then they, you know, they kind of got going. I could see a similar path for Michigan State because it, it, this is going to yeah. be a rebuild. The, the, the transfers exactly. that went out and and everything that that really messed with them. Yeah, um, it's, it's a long term project. Oh yes, big time. Uh, Short term. Also, per Bruce Feldman, as RJ said, some of the candidates for Indiana: Kane Womack, Tommy Reese, and Justin Fry. I don't know if I like any of those guys that are listed for Indiana. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but well, here's the thing for Indiana, and and this is only gonna they're only gonna go as far as Indiana is willing to pay, mm-hmm. which is fine. They're willing to pay a lot of money for coaches, but not for players. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, the buyout for Tom Allen's absolutely outrageous. The guy never did anything, and then. Came to Indiana and didn't do anything, million. and then they're, they yeah, got they're, what six and two season, and that was that's enough to give them as much money as they know how to count to. Yeah, pretty much. I like, suppose yeah. that would be the idea. I yeah, I don't know. I I don't really like the the idea, anyways. No, I didn't like him staying. I I definitely think that that's the the right thing. I, yeah, Tommy Reese is probably the only one who's head coach ready. Yeah, I don't even think that's true. No, I don't think so. Either. I was going to say even that's a stretch, though. So I, I, yeah, I'm just I'm not thrilled with with any of the uh, the potential moves that Indiana can what make. A, but what else did I, we go over? I only talked about Jonathan Smith. We, we're we we're about, gonna we're, okay. We're, we haven't there. gotten to yeah. Dana Holgerson, by the way, I just want to say Dana Holgerson. Mm-hmm. I still think he's got something left. I don't know yeah. what it is, and I don't know what level it's going to be on. It's not at the Power 5 level. I think yeah. he's going to do – I don't mean to go this route, but I think he's going to do the Rich Rod thing, drop down to G5 and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. win a few games. Um, maybe, maybe, he can, maybe he can take over as, a, you know, the uh, – the. Uh, I, I drew a blank. Somebody that's in the conference USA, maybe he could – Maybe go over and, and UTEP. Uh, UTEP. He can go over UTEP. to could. UTEP. He could. He could stay in the state of Texas if he wants to. If he could recruit, though, but that's the problem is that he's just not going to recruit. Do you need well to recruit enough. at Texas? At, yes. at UTEP, especially do you, UTEP. Do you really need yeah. to recruit at UTEP, dude. They're, you're not going to recruit I, I, well. I'm it's, from it's El Paso. Perfect. You're not going to recruit every, well. Every kid, every kid that wants to go to UT and can't get in just adds a. EP at the end, and they and no, they're go. starting to add the SA at the end. I now. was gonna say they'd well, add SA before that, or yeah, even a true like shame at, at the minor league levels. But like all right, the, the big one, the big one of the day, because there's there's two. Uh, I guess we could if we're, since we're gonna spend more time. Well, can we go back to Oregon State real quick? Yeah, go for it. It's your show. Oh, I know, but I, I, I do want to get them. I, I want to talk about them for a second because. Mm-hmm. Who are you going uh, like like? Man, they're, where are they're you going to go with this? I mean, in a really bad spot too. Literally, like, hang on, let, let me find the right soundbite for this. Is yeah, it here? I it may yeah. be. There's is it a, somewhere in the. Oh. The, I will say there's a lot of. It's not. I need stuff. I need BJ to add a specific sound clip, and he knows exactly what it's from. It's I one do. of my favorite segments in all of radio. Um, 
So if that can uh, be added, I'll, we'll get back to that. Oh, Helen, <laughs> is it is it uh, is it this one? Oh yes, yes it is. Hang on. So when we talk about Oregon State football, who died today? Oregon State football died yesterday. Um, this is this is unfortunate, honestly, because they're a school that is completely out of any conference conversations right now. The only conversation they're having about conference is as to whether or not they are going to merge with the Mountain West. Yeah, like that. That's the only thing coming about of the Pack Two. Um, I don't. I don't understand how this is going to work for Oregon State because you are a conference that is. You're well. You are a school that is basically dead man walking. You don't know what your future is or where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Does the Mountain West really get better and get the ability to stay at the P five level by uh, by adding or, or be at the P five level by adding Oregon State, and Washington State? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Not. Ba- not based on history. The only the better team out of the two, based on recent history, is Washington State. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happened in the last two years. You look at the last twenty years. You know what? I'll say the last thirty years. Washington State's had more success than than Oregon State consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both made their Rose Bowls. They both done their things. But but Washington State's been the better team more consistently. Yeah, I don't know what the future holds for Oregon State. I don't know what the future holds for. Um, Washington State, who knows? They they've got to make a hire that's that's going to be worth something. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what the the route is that that does that for them. But I I feel bad for them honestly because they they've they've, yeah. de- they've definitely been left high and dry on multiple occasions now in, in a row. Yeah. Yeah. It's a frustrating spot. To I mean, be this, in. I, this I really was couldn't even imagine worst possible timing that it could have happen for for Oregon State especially like I mean yeah. I do we even know what their schedule is going to consist of next year I know that they were in Not talks off to try the top to, of my head I know they were in talks to try to preserve the civil war I know that's not what it's actually called but that's what we refer to it still as such because that's the name that the that Oregon is the name rivalry uh, is known most prominently by um but I, I don't think that they have actually locked it in just like uh, Washington, Washington State have yet yeah, as of yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, are, okay. are they going to be playing like a mostly independent type schedule where they're going to, you know, are they going to play, be playing Oregon's, uh, are they going to be playing Washington State like, you know, six times and like five other opponents or something? Here's how it, unknown it is. Mm-hmm. FBSschedules.com. Mm-hmm. typically the most reliable for future schedules yeah. yeah has three games listed okay august 31st mm-hmm. idaho state Bengals. Mm-hmm. september 7th on the road at boise state okay and then could be a conference game september 21st at at home against the purdue boilermakers Okay, so we've got three That's down, it. nine to go. We know one of them is going to be Washington State. So actually, it's four down and we're, eight to go in some form or facet. Yeah, but we're a little over a quarter of the way there, and yeah. we're less than twelve months out. I was going to say we've we've got like the schedule should be like out in normally the schedule is drop out down in to March. the big sky. I don't think that's what they want to do. 
that'd be even worse than going to the Mountain West, in all honesty. Oh, but, yeah, easily. But hey, I, you know, I, it's, I it's gonna be I really can. interesting to see what they're going to do, not just for scheduling, but for head coach. Yeah, they could they could promote, uh, try to bring up Barry Odom, uh, Brent Bennon or Brent Brennan, I should say, from San Jose State mm-hmm. is another good uh, option, like RJ saying. But I, I think out of the two, I was listening know. to something earlier today, and mm-hmm. they they talked about potentially promoting their defensive coordinator because he's one of the guys who's like Jonathan Smith, kind of spent his whole career there in the Pacific Northwest, knows how to recruit it well, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and is typically good at finding the diamond in the rough type of players to help them build and continue to do what Jonathan Smith has been able to do, where it's like never going to be the most Mm -hmm. talented team, but they're going to have heart and they're going to um, play you very well, very smart, very fundamentally sound, not beat themselves. Yeah. Well, let's look, go ahead and move on to what the uh, other additions are while we're waiting for Isley to get back. I guess we'll go ahead and tell you. Uh, Jeff Levy, Oklahoma's offensive coordinator, is now heading over to take the place of Zach Arnett at Mississippi State. Um, you know, obviously well-known for his offensive prowess and offensive mind. There's a, you know, There's still some kind of, you know, maybe some warts about him and, and you know his connection to Art Bryles and and him being the son-in-law of Art Bryles and and being on that staff, but you look at you know offensive coordinator at OU, Ole Miss, UCF, the how good their offenses have been since 2019. Uh, coordinator of an offense since 2019 that has scored 50 or more points 14 times, including last Friday. I don't remember who they were playing, but they did put up quite a bit of points. Um, so, yeah, you know, they're going with another offensive-minded head coach in Starkville after the, the death of Mike Leach last year. They went tried to go defensive with Zach Arnett in the, in the stead, and, and it didn't seem to work out. He wasn't given really a whole lot of time. And I'm not sure that I like this move other than just because if you're wanting to go back to being, you know, known for having a really good offense. But I, I just – I'm not sure that I'm a fan of this, Isley. Yeah, I'm going to continue our new segment. Who died today? Mississippi State's PR team uh, after the hire that was made. No, okay, I'm done. Um, That's so. I'm going to take that away before we go any further with that. (laughs) Um, uh, Don't worry, there's plenty more I can use. Um, Anyways, in all honesty, what is the expectation here? And And what the fuck? Of all the people you could look at right now in college football, a guy who just beat the living shit. I saw your middle finger, buddy, on Wednesday after my uh, – I'm talking to the guy on the bottom. After my uh, take five came out when I picked Arizona to cover, which they did, huge. Um, They buried your asses. Um, (laughs) Hey, they almost choked it too. Really? Almost choked. Was it? What was the score? Fifty-five to seventeen. They almost we scored. We scored like twenty of our points in this 
in the fourth quarter, though. They, they, almost, they almost choked on the dinner roll they were scarfing down in the fourth yeah. quarter because they didn't have to worry about anything well, else going anyways, on in the game. At the end of the day, I, I saw what you said. But there is a guy in Tucson that you played earlier this year. Yes, please, for the love of God, is, take t- Jeff. Jeff's doing an amazing job. Tucson. You want to? I mean, I know it's kind of lateral because, I mean, Arizona's probably in the better spot right now. But you couldn't do that. I mean, you got rid of Zach Arnett to bring in an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator who I don't think's ever been a head coach. Don't think so, no. And no, he has not. I've got his history. What's here. What's funnier than this? What team did he just join? Uh, what, what team is it again? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. What team was he the offensive coordinator for two years ago? Ole, Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that's, it's full-time that's head coach at Mississippi State since Dan Mullen left for Florida after the 2017 season. That's just Which ridiculous. was – let's, let's play ago. a game here. Let's play a game called uh, who he coached for. Um, actually, who coached for, for Mississippi State. Yeah. So, since Dan Mullen, I would assume what was it, Joe Moorhead? Yeah, I think Moorhead. That was the was first, the first. One. Um, and, and then obviously we we know we had Mike, Mike Leach. Leach. Yeah, and then we Zach had Arnett. Zach Arnett, and now we're gonna have Jeff Levy. So who's the other yeah. one? Am I what am I missing? Let's see, did they give did they give a fifth, year to? You said fifth full time head coach. That's what I I read. Let me pull that back up, and while we get Cam to figure out his situation. Uh, yeah, there. fifth full time head coach since Dan Mullen left. So it was Arnett, Mike Leach, obviously, Moorhead was one, Levy. Who's the other one? I don't know how I feel about this. So uh, this one, Moorhead. We had Moorhead. I know that was, that was the first one I said. Back Arnett. Yeah, Greg yeah, yeah. Knox was the interim. Greg this Knox. Year. Oh, that's and right. But this said full Levy. time head coach, though. No, somebody's wrong. Um, Hold on, let's see here. It don't matter. It, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What yeah, is Greg what is Knox the goal here? What the, are Greg Knox what? was the interim for for both uh, Twice, 20, yeah. Yeah, 2017 and 2023. That's funny. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna say that I. I think this is a try and it's a, an attempt to go back to a wacky offense, uh, similar to what Mike Leach tried and, and was very successful with. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very piss poor attempt to try to keep Will Rogers in town because the rumor is that he's hitting the portal, and I think yes. he's going to hit the portal. I think that's yeah. the best thing for him is to hit the portal. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I, I don't like this I'm really not a fan at all. Of it I, I don't know that this adjusts the defensive issues that were already there with a the defensive coach. I don't know that this really addresses the offensive problems because you no longer you you ran everybody out that wanted to be a part of that air raid offense already. Mm-hmm. You've changed styles. You took your opportunity to to hire a head coach. Yeah. You mm-hmm. you brought you promoted a guy from within. Well, you had the same amount of time, and I don't say this as a as a joke or anything. Like, no, it was like what? While it stuck, it was it was the dead center of their final game, which they won, might I add, with Mike Leach Mm -hmm. against Ole Miss. Yeah, 
in their bowl game, which they played against Illinois. It was right in the middle. They had two weeks, I think, yeah. between both. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more one side or the other. Yeah. If that was going to happen, I don't say this in any way other than just matter well, of fact. I'm trying to say matter of factly. <clears throat> if some if a coach a head coach was going to pass away, anybody, there's not a better time for that to happen. Right at the beginning of the offseason, you get the opportunity to make that next move. And while it may seem a little brash, the sport continues to move on. The sport yeah. moves forward. Yeah. So if you were looking to save anybody or make yourselves give yourselves a PR boost, which you have now taken away a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not saying I'm not kidding. Like when you no. bring our Briles mm-hmm. to your sideline, like I don't care if you have any relation to them. Like that's still a problem today. I mean, we understand what had happened. Um, that's maybe not quite on the same level, but I mean, that's, it's like somebody bringing a, a Sandusky relative to a Penn State game. Like, do you really think that's going to go mm-hmm. over well? I'm not making jokes. Do no, not I laugh. Know, I that's know, not I funny, know. dude. No. Stop it. It's it just, not funny. It's not. I'm really not trying to make jokes, but it, that's what the equivalent really yeah. is. And especially yeah. because it was already an Oklahoma rival. It was already <laughs> a team Oklahoma didn't like because that was the guy who was really giving Oklahoma the run at, at yeah. the time. It just all yeah. went down. Yeah. That's really that's a sore subject. Yeah. And Levy was part of that Baylor staff too, as well. Yeah, well, I understand that. So I, I don't care what the past is. You, you just can't do that. Yeah. You bring him into Mississippi State, you're trying to get Brent rekindle an old flame with a weird offensive coordinator or a weird offensive system. And mm-hmm. it's I'm telling you, it's not going to work. No. It, it's not going to be the same. Jeff Levy may not have any, well, I think he's going to because I think the contract is in a sense that is going to be a little tougher. I don't know that this gets any further or and it works any better than what they just tried this last season. Yeah. Five year deal uh for <clears throat> the uh for Levy is what is being reported at least. So. It wasn't a joke, RJ. I was not trying to no. make jokes at the no. expense of Penn State. I was literally I, I was genuinely trying to be that's that's a fair comparison. Yeah, or, no, that's an extremely yeah. fair comparison. Or or bringing in uh, somebody that survived a plane crash to to Marshall or something like that. You know, not again, not even. Uh, making I don't a think joke. that. I, I think you would do that as a, as a sign of respect, but that's a different situation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's an apple stew. Going on, Mike Elko. My, Mike Elko takes a name. Which look, I've been, I've been. I think we I've told you this, this all this season. For, yeah, I, I have been saying this all year. Duke yeah, wins. We've, we've talked about it for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Ever since he took the, the job, has played. The way well, I don't know if we said that. It took some time. It took realizing that this was actually a good coach. And well, I was to say, I think developing. I think we talked about it as if if he had success and something, they won't ever decide to move on from Jimbo, or if Jimbo took another job, well, yes. he would be and, prime candidate number one. Well, yes, absolutely, and I'm going to say this about somebody else in a, in a different regard here in a few mm-hmm. minutes. It may be Homerish, um, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, the way that, that Mike Elko has carried himself and the way that he's brought himself into this Duke University program, he is already a beloved head coach um, yeah. at, at that mm-hmm. university, what he's done. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, you could be like, oh, well, you got carried on the back of Riley Leonard. Uh, bullshit, dude. If you saw the level of play that that Duke defense took from mm-hmm. year, year one, before. No, uh, was it year one? Was he there in 2021? I thought he. I thought he left. After I thought he left season. after twenty one. I thought, but nonetheless, the turn that they went from twenty one to twenty two, that's mm-hmm. a huge improvement. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. they went to the portal and got a bunch of guys because no. they didn't. Duke doesn't do that. They're not really capable. Like because the, the fact that Al Blades came in, do that. The, the fact that Al Blades transferred from the U to Duke, it, like. That's as much as you're getting. was his first season. That's what I, I thought. I, I thought, thought his right first year because he left. Year. No, because he left. He left in 2022 because DJ Durkin, his first year was last year, and Durkin was the one that replaced him. Okay. Um. Anyways, most ethical coaching staff ever. We're not going there. From <laughs> twenty from 21 to 22, year one under Mike Elko was one of the most unbelievable turnarounds for a program on that level. Without using the portal, I, they didn't use the portal. They just mm-hmm. aged, experienced, got better, more mature, and learned how to play some fucking football. Mm-hmm. And that defense has been phenomenal all season long. The last two years, they've been improving game in, game out. Their offense has gotten better. And what they did without Riley Leonard was mm-hmm. arguably just as impressive as what they were doing with Riley Leonard. Yeah. They got their I mean, first win over Clemson in 20 years. Mm hmm. And they did it at home and Wallace Way Stadium, and that set up the tone for this season. And if Riley Leonard wasn't hurt, you would argue one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could argue Duke would be ahead of Louisville. Yeah, because they probably would have won that weekend. game. Yeah, I think they would have won that game. I think so too. Um, but, uh, you know, we can't go back say, and change that. Absolutely. Yeah. But what we can say is that the improvement, the turnaround, mm-hmm. the way that this Duke program is looking now. Even in, even with David Cutcliffe, they were not that good. No, this took. It, it takes somebody really special to be able to do that with this program. There's a yeah. select few that can do that. That's why. That's why Jim Harbaugh was so sought after at Stanford. He built Stanford into mm-hmm. what it is, what oh, what it was. became, and, and 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 you know, and David yeah. Shaw had his opportunity to leave too. Mm-hmm. It's not like David Shaw's a bad coach. The flame no. burned out. Mm-hmm. That's all that happened. Yeah. And now, and now Troy Taylor is trying to pick up the pieces. And, 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 and Troy Taylor, yeah. I think, can do it. But that's not yeah. that's a, another conversation for maybe in the offseason. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that people are, are respected for doing that. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald was so respected at Northwestern. Everybody was like, well, yeah. he's probably never going to leave because he's an alum. But mm-hmm. if he would have, he would have done a good job anywhere he went. And I think David Braun's a guy who, with what he just did this year, yeah, would should be sought after too. And whether he or not he wants to leave is a whole nother question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a select few people who can do what Mike Elko just did for two yeah. seasons. Yeah. And that's why they want him at AM. One, because we already know what his defenses look like at AM. Two, the resources are now there. He did what he did with little to none at, at Duke. Duke. And I, I say that respectfully. I, I, I'm really trying to. I don't mean because I'm not trying to degrade what Duke no. is, it, but, but no. you have to understand what you are, and well, what, you are is, what, what you Duke's are, what you are, and what you are is not yeah. a a football, football school. school. Mm-hmm. You're a basketball school. I don't know how I don't know how Duke's good at anything because of how much they put into academics and how much you have to be up there, smart. Mm-hmm. You got to be the best of the best in high school. Yeah taking the most unbelievable college courses to, e- to even be thought of. Yeah. 
a lot of people have to transfer into Duke after four years of college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to do that. Yeah. So to be able to go and turn this program from what they were to what they are at the end of 2022, nothing shy of one of the more impressive jobs in college football. Had Riley Leonard not get hurt, Mike Elko would be my coach of the year in, the, in college football because I think that the record would probably yeah. say that. Just saying. I think so too. And and yeah. and the thing about it is, is and you wanted to talk about it. Uh, you know, there was there was so many things that happened in the you know like so, thirty minutes that we we knew about. There's you know, only one thing, and people are people are forgetting this. Uh, but there there's only one thing that reminds me of this. Everybody's talking like, man, I haven't seen anything like this and Lane Kiffin ever or not Lane Kiffin, but no, hang uh, on. Greg Shiano. Can I get to it? Can I get to it? Can I lead up to it? Okay. I've, I've scrolled Twitter all day today. I've scrolled Twitter all day today. People are like, Oh man, I've never seen such a huge backlash from a fan base in my life. We like 10 years ago, Greg Shiano didn't get blackballed from the Tennessee job by the fans. Is that really 10 years ago. Um, I thought yes. that was just before. Uh, I was going to say what's his face that that came in and, and was putting money in the Walmart or in the McDonald's bag. Oh, Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, I'm Pruitt. pretty I thought, sure I thought, they, I thought it was. I just thought it was, before Pruitt. Yeah, I thought he was hired to be the next coach. Maybe so. After uh, okay, after but that's still seven years ago. Years that's yeah. 2015 or 2016. I was still yeah. in high school, so I know damn well that was a whole a long yeah. time ago. But like, oh, hey, I mean. It doesn't feel like it to us old timers. I, I, I didn't, say it, I didn't boxes, say it was but. truly a long time ago. Ten years is ten years, though. It's a long time. Um, or seven is seven, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, it's all relative. But but I haven't. And I agree. I haven't seen this, but not since Tennessee did it. Not yeah, not since. The and Giano. it's and it's one of those things where. I heard it earlier today, and I'm going to say it because I can't say it any better than the way Brandon Walker said it last night during the uh, Unnecessary Roughness podcast um, that Barstool has. Just to credit my sources here, it's not a source; it's what I listen to. <laughs> but you had a long what, what he said. Was, who, who the hell does Texas a and think they are that Mark Soups isn't good enough? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, but, you know, the problem don't get me is, wrong. I the, love the hire of Mike Elko. I'm not complaining too. one bit about Mike no. Elko being hired. And I don't think anybody's going to. But who are you to tell me that Mark Stoops isn't good enough for you? He's been a perennial eight-win team, eight-win program. Mm-hmm. Well, he's built a perennial eight-win program that with, a, with another school that does not do... Football. What Texas A&M does, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. not for football. Now for basketball, maybe. But I'd, I'd argue that they've gone downhill basketball wise too. They've really taken a focus anywhere else. But think, think about this, Tyler. At the end of the day, we're talking about bringing home one of your own. You can't tell me I that's do not, not cultish behavior. That, you know what? I, you know what, what fits them the better. The you know what fits them better if they get that jackass from Clemson to go over there, <laughs> no. and then. <laughs> We don't. We'll I don't see. think we. I don't think the world wants to see a cult leader with an actual. We've already cult seen one him. cult in Texas, so yeah, yeah, it, it didn't work out in well, Waco. Well, it's not working out. Anywhere Ask the fertilizer trucks yeah. how that went. Jeez. Um. Anyway, no, I I think no. it's a fantastic. I think it would have been. 
I, I think people were You couldn't thinking, have went wrong with either of them. And no. Mark Soups, was, uh, no. it felt like a done deal. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know what happened or why that yeah. ended up not going through. Because it was literally the same thing I felt with when we were talking about Shiana. The only difference was I wasn't smart enough to go look at message, you know, the guys that, that know their stuff. And yeah. the guys at Texags actually know their stuff. One of the few fan uh like message board sites that i really actually you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna see me missing one of those no uh, actually we got the two best honestly with each other was kentucky and a&m they got mm -hmm. two of the best out there mm -hmm. yeah and when they're both saying mark soup is on our, his way to a&m that's a done deal yeah. Mm -hmm. What the fuck happened they are mark stoops is no longer going within an hour and a half of the announcement I think I think at the end of the day, was it really at, that much peer pressure? Well, and if so, so and if so, whoever's telling you that, I would hate to see what you say to drugs. But then, <laughs> whoever else is doing, like, like, what are you? Why are you allowing this to to dictate what you guys do? If Mike also fails, if I'm not saying that's going to happen, I don't think that's yeah. going to happen at all. But if that fails. And Mark Stoops continues being an 8, 9, 10 win. Or, or, and let me tell you something, this is a big time or because I have a very big hunch that Kirk Ferentz is retiring at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't retire at the end of this season, I think he's I think he's done at the end of next year. Yeah. The emotion on mm -hmm. that man's face the last three weeks, mm -hmm. and I don't think it's just because of his son going. Yeah. There's something more going on at Iowa, and you need to pay attention to it. Yes. I think I think he's waiting until after this week. After the bowl mm -hmm. or after the championship, yeah. I think he's waiting until after this weekend. And, and we will one find out ride. with Iowa. Yeah. Is it one more ride or this was the one more? This well, was I mean, the final. Yeah. I don't know. But I the tears that I saw in his eyes on Friday after that win, that's not a win you cry about. No. Yeah. There's it, something it, more to it. it and is, they already and they already got their tears since... out of the way last week with, with senior night and, mm -hmm. and, and Brian Ferentz getting all the hugs and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's more to this than we think. Yeah. And if and so, especially and if so, just that he's so stoic as well. And if like, so, Mark Stoops may travel his ass to Iowa city. And if Mark Stoops makes Iowa a 10 win team with an offense, <laughs> watch out. And Mike Elko somehow, I'm saying somehow, I, I I don't think this guy, I don't even wish this to happen. I really want Mike Elko to succeed. I think he's a great dude, mm -hmm. let alone as, as a coach. Yeah. And they're going to look really, really stupid because I'm telling you right now, Tennessee looked really stupid when Jeremy Pruitt got caught handing out money in McDonald's bags. And Greg Shiano's running a really good program and turned Rutgers completely around. Yeah. Compared to what Second he did. Second time, by the yeah, way. Yeah, twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And the thing about it is, to me, Tyler, and obviously you were talking about message boards, and I'm, I know we're running over on what we wanted to do. This is fine. This has actually been – It's really beneficial. Good. You look at message boards, and I, I know you can't – you can take them for a grain of salt. That, that is what I typically they literally do. are. I don't even listen. Mm -hmm. I Look, I, I know what's here. I don't even listen to those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're, but I'm telling you, you get the guys at TechSags, I will listen to anything they say because it's the, typically – the truth. The normal, the Delulu fans in that cult fan base, I should say. Uh, you go from thinking, 
Ryan Day, it's a done deal. They're going to wait until Michigan beats them on Saturday, and he's going to be announced first thing Sunday, So he or he'll be coming in oh, Sunday what so about? they can do the media on Monday. You go from, so, from the normal fan thinking Ryan Day's coming in to Mark Stoops. He can't even win the but, SEC but that's in Kentucky. It wasn't even it, it that wasn't even the thought. It, it wasn't before. You know when the thought really came in when Mark Stoops was announced as the head coach, and then he, it was announced that he's no longer going to be mm-hmm. going to Texas A and M. You know what was next? That's when everybody started thinking, oh, there's uh, there's something bigger on the horizon, like somebody mm-hmm. big's coming in. That's when people started to say they. Ryan That's Day. when I started here, Ryan Day. That's mm-hmm. when I started here, and even Urban Meyer. Like I heard some really ridiculous stuff from some places that I probably should God never himself. listen to again. Um, and it I, wasn't the podcast that I mentioned previously. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was one of the most unprecedented things I've ever seen. And I, I thought I saw all the backlash after it was announced because I was seeing things like. Out of all the coaching candidates that AM could have decided on, Mark Stoops is definitely a decision or definitely a choice mm-hmm. or something like that. Like there were there was people in the media, I'm saying in the media, Tyler, that were panning the move. They were it was backlash, not as much, I think, from the fan base at first until the decision that you know he's gonna be the coach and then he's not gonna be the coach. I think it was more that the media was like, What the hell are they doing? you know, and that's what caused the the PR nightmare and and the backlash. I, I don't know. Obviously, we we may not. That and I, the guy who's doing what he's doing in Kentucky, yeah, is is ridiculous. Like scoffing at that and thinking that's just yeah. ridiculous. That mm-hmm. again, I say Texas A and M, get over yourself. Uh, you are not that. You have no. never been that. No. Uh, for eighty plus years, you have not been that. Think about this and. In going forward, is- you're still probably like I think Mike Elko is going to be the closest you will ever have been to being that. <laughs> in Mark Stoops's last six seasons, they have as many ten win seasons, two, as AM has had since 1998. That would have been a fantastic hire, but it's fun to laugh at because you get what you want, and it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be much better than than Mark Stoops. I think he would have been a fantastic coach. No, I don't think he's going to be much better because I love Mike Elko. I I don't want Elko to do that. I don't want Elko to fail either. I'm just saying I think it's just fun. But isn't that a tough spot to be in? Like, especially for you because you're from Texas. You you get how the rivalries work. You're not an A&M guy. You're probably the furthest from it. Yeah. I I know the A&M Especially out of us. I mean, and – Aggie lives matter. You know, you don't want them to fail. You don't want the, this. You don't want Mike Elko to fail. You don't give a rat's ass no. about A and M, but you do yeah. not want to see Mike Elko no. fail. I don't want mm-hmm. Mike Elko to fail. I, Isn't I that a spot to be in on... for people and the people of Texas? I mean, outside of the, I Texas mean, the college football and... world, anyways. Like, I, I think it's it's just funny because it's like you had, but here what, and here's also like my thing. Like, coach. even the Texas fans. All right. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I am a Michigan fan. You know this. Mm-hmm. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want the Ohio State coach to fail until, you know, them. until the yeah. final week of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to fail. You know why? Because it makes it, makes it, it, it makes us look better at the end of the season when we win. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes our losses look better if we lose. Yeah. I, you know I what else it does? That... It makes the rivalry good. Mm-hmm. The most watched college football games of the last two seasons have both been the game. Mm-hmm. Between two eleven and O teams, 
And mm. and I think that it'll be that way again next year, potentially. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Not not as much at stake. There's going to be other games. It means something. There, there, yeah. it, yes, it means something. I understand that. But when you if you sit there and you say, oh, 2-11 on the team, well, we know they're both making the playoffs, so let's go watch Alabama and Auburn because Auburn may be on the fringe of the playoff. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. But just say that that's what happens, right? Or well, – They'll be at or, different time slots too, so. Okay. Let's say A&M and LSU are at noon again. There you go. And that's two teams that could be fringe playoff teams. Georgia, Georgia Tech? That's not two French playoff teams. That's a well, one playoff team, and that's a team that should be winning by much more than eight. <laughs> well, <laughs> and especially in San Francisco. Yeah, I was just saying. I think I think both teams, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Obviously, we got a lot to go over, but I think both teams kind okay. of caught a case of looking ahead a little bit more. Than what does Duke have. do? That's a question because Duke's yeah. not losing their conference. Duke is still Duke, though. At the yeah. end of the day, mm-hmm. what do you do? If you're the Blue Devils, because you don't really have a direction to go, do you go try to snag one of the one of the other Carolina coaches? Do you go try to grab a, a coordinator? JMU Signetti. I don't think Signetti I don't think there. Signetti leaves. Signetti doesn't leave JMU unless he's getting paid big time dollars yeah. from a different university, either in Virginia mm-hmm. or in West Virginia. No, or just a big name university. I'm I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying a bigger name university. I'm saying somebody who's going to pay. Because let me tell you something: the money that JMU is willing to give, yeah, Power Five schools that are not on the higher end are not matching. Mm-hmm. Not after not after an eleven and one season. No, and a bowl game now. Mm-hmm. Shame we had to shame we had to come to fucking a lack, lack of enough six and six teams, but whatever. They got it, um, and and Jacksonville State too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know. Shouldn't Anyways, uh, what what could Duke do? I mean, what what is the realistic expectation here? Honestly, if I'm telling you what I want to see, and it's only because I've seen a really good improvement from this the school that he's been at, even though the record may not say the improvements there. Clark Leah from Vandy yeah. would yeah. be a solid get. He already knows how to pl- how to coach a school like that. Mm-hmm. Now you go to a school who's a little bit more in on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could be Possibly. that could turn into a good hire, which I then mean, turns into another guy that goes out quick. At least Duke um, doesn't have to worry about stadium renovations taking the whole damn year. But but it's easier to to do that at Duke. It's easier to look good mm-hmm. at Duke than it is mm-hmm. to do that at Vandy. Yeah, and, and again, I think Lee is actually a really good coach. I, I've seen marked improvements from Vanderbilt over the last two years. I think three mm-hmm. years yeah. that he's been there, and it, it only tends to get better. Yeah, why not? Um, there's also John Summerall at at Troy. Yeah, another. Troy and I don't know Troy. how. Yeah, and I don't know how much I love the idea of of him going anywhere outside of the Southeast, but if he's going to go anywhere outside the Southeast, the Atlantic coast yeah, is not a bad not place to go. Far, no. um, but those are just a few names for, for Duke. I don't know who they actually are. So understand that. We're just speculating. I, again, again mm-hmm. speculation. And I don't know anything. I'm just trying to guess. I'm trying no. to be right. Like at yeah. the end of the day, but who <laughs> the hell knows what, what's going to happen? Because clearly, the only thing I know, and the only thing I've gotten right about coaching carousels at any point recently, 
has been that Mike Elko is going to leave Duke. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I've gotten. I, I don't know what else is happening. Jamie Chadwell. Uh, I I don't, I don't know, know that he leaves Liberty. This Jamie Chadwell is too unique of an offensive coach mm-hmm. to work that out at Duke. I yeah. think I, it's going to require a little bit more. And now I know he's at a private school right now at, at Liberty and doing what he's doing off the heels of Hugh Freeze. Let's see what happens in a couple of years with Liberty with with mm-hmm. Chadwell at the helm. Yeah. Um. But it. it it could turn into something. Who knows? I I, I don't know. I, far be it from for me to know. Yeah. Um. But you talk about another Virginia coach. Yeah. Um. I will say I'm really glad to see Tony Elliott sticking around at Virginia too. He was also mm-hmm. obviously a name that was thrown around for Michigan State. I'm glad to see him stick around because I think he's got a pretty solid. Um, trajectory going forward for UVA. Like I know they got their ass kicked yesterday. It is what it is. Overall this year UVA looks improved. They look better. They, they got a they really good quarterback. They, they got a Louisville. They, they got a really good quarterback who's just a freshman who mm-hmm. I talked about in the take 5 on Wednesday. Yeah. That, you know, I was wrong. I, I missed out on the Virginia upset. I missed out on their money line take. Mm-hmm. But um I'm I'm curious. I'm excited for that too. I'm excited. Brent Pry had some good improvement for Virginia Tech too this year. So yeah. it looks Both like they're making a, a solid schools. return. Yes. What else? What else do we have coaching wise? I, I think that's about it in terms of what's to, come out since before the show. Yeah, let me let me just take a quick look. Anything. I don't wanna I don't wanna go without missing anything. Um yeah. or I don't wanna walk away missing something. Um, yeah. Still looking for coaches are Boise State, San Diego State, mm-hmm. uh, Syracuse, Utah. Terry, Terry Bowden, Dana Demel, which we talked about, and then Dana Gonzalez as well. I don't think any oh, of those yeah, are huge, just, but like Terry Bowden, I don't think we mentioned. For, at Terry Bowden should just retire. Honestly, like just just call it a career, dude. You you've done enough yeah. losing. Um, I'm. I'm genuinely surprised that Dave Aranda just got retained. Yeah, I am too. I know we we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. it. I, um, I wasn't yeah. here, but I I am genuinely surprised that he got retained. I thought yeah. he was gone. I, he should be gone. That, that was a terrible year, and I don't think it gets better next year. No, and and to make no. the scapegoat that it was the offensive defensive coordinators is is ridiculous to me. How's a defensive coordinator when you are the defensive coordinator? Like you, exactly. you are the one who's the leading. Acting, acting defensive coordinator or whoever's the title, the you know name of the defensive coordinator. But I, I think the thing about it is, is, and I hope that I'm wrong because I think he's a good coach and and could you know find some success again. But they've got to do something better with the R- NIL mm-hmm. and the recruiting. You know that 2021 year was fantastic, but it was a lot of Matt Rule's recruits that were still there and now yeah. you've seen a lot of them leave and mm-hmm. what they're they're six or they're nine and 17 something like that yeah and, and before you had gotten here bj and i had talked about it and it's a hundred percent the nil type of stuff we haven't seen even though there's a lot of wealthy people who have graduated from Baylor, we don't see them exactly backing up the Brinks truck 
tool yeah. to the school to bring in. Well, it's not only uh, that, Aranda, as much like Dabo, hasn't attempted to utilize that to his advantage mm-hmm. either. Yeah. So it's he's lost far more to the portal a, than he's brought in. Yeah, I think it's going to continue that way. Um, yeah. The portal's going to be the portal's going to be open for business in a big way this off season. Uh, it's like going to be fun. Like Evan Stewart, that's a big time name that I think is going to the portal. Will Rogers is another Alabama. big one. Probably, but Max Johnson, yeah. uh, Jake Johnson. Nate, like, this is going to be a Johnson, huge yeah. Nate. My bad, I said Jake. Um, this is going to be a huge. It's going to be a fun, fun portal. No, yeah. no, I don't. I don't find anything fun about the portal, but I do think it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's it's going to um, be one to keep an eye on for sure. Now we have our top twenty-five, which we you know. We talked about. I, it I found it interesting last week. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I found it to be something. Yeah. Um. But I want to talk about this real quick. The ESPN FBI after week thirteen, which is after yesterday. Mm-hmm. What the what? fuck? What? Where is Penn, all sorts of fucked up? Where is Penn State a top four team? Where is where is Ohio State ahead of Michigan oh. after a head to head loss? I was Oregon ten mm-hmm. spots ahead of Washington when Washington has already beat them. Like I, you know, I I, I, I know that Oregon we think Oregon's playing, better, but yeah. like LSU shouldn't be ten, A and M shouldn't be. F- what in the f- what is the FPI football, football power index? Right, yeah, this is a power yeah. ranking, right? Yeah. Didn't we just see Michigan beat Ohio State? I think it's a neutral site thing, but even then, I don't know that I agree with this. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't think Penn State does anything to beat any of the teams they're ahead of. No. Mm-hmm. SMU at 20, though. Look at that. That's interesting. Yeah, but Preston Stone got hurt yesterday. Oh, dang. I didn't hear about no, that. I didn't see that. Yeah, he went out That's with a knee injury. I'm pretty sure he went out with a knee injury yesterday. I, I got a. I actually really need to do some looking on that because that's mm-hmm. that's killing my happiness today. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely going to kill your hopes of for Wednesday. I'm sure. Oh, dude, it's ruining my ruining my entire plan. Your I day's been ruined. The loudmouth master plan. <laughs> yeah, Preston Stone. Injured uh, in the game yesterday. Um, as quiet as they're going to be about it all week, though. Rhett Lashley's not speculating on the injury. This says serious injury in the first half. Unsure about AAC title. Left the field on a cart. That's, oh, man. Oh, God, that's never good. No, I don't know. I said he was hit, he was just health. I mean, it says he was put on a card, but he went to a locker room and rather than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, see, there should be an update uh, today. I hadn't seen anything, but that doesn't mean that there's not. I guess you probably saw this SI thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, it's his ankle. Uh, mm. uh, 
Yeah, they said they probably know today, but they, they, nothing's come out yet. So Let me check one spot real quick, just in case. So I'm hoping that hoping the sound comes back, but we'll see. We'll see what happens for Saturday. Um, yeah. Honestly, it's a shame. That sucks terribly. Um, but I, yeah, I saw that yesterday that he went down with an injury, and I was pretty unhappy to say the least about that one. So that's a killer. But SMU did make the championship, uh, the conference championship game, which is nice. Yeah. That's a big time help. Yeah, um, especially because I think he's going to be my player of the year in the AAC. Uh, if I'm being honest, he's he's been phenomenal all year. Yeah, and even in their losses, he was good. It really yeah. wasn't his pro- reason. He was not the reason they lost. No. So I, he's probably my AAC player of the year. If I were to take a guess right now, I'd have yeah. to look a little harder. But um, it's unfortunate if that's the way it's going to end this year for him. He's definitely coming back mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, because he's just a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. He's coming back next year, and I'm telling you. I'm not, AAC, not AAC, ACC SMU might be a playoff contender in 2024. Uh, that's bold, well, ain't it? Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> that's, bold. That's bold as, as bold as you were also in the this past preseason. Balls. Um, no, you know, as big I, as a I'm building. Hey, you know what I'm going to say? Even if it's Gary Jennings next Saturday, they've got a good chance. They've got a good chance. Yeah, I think they I, I'm I think telling you, that, that's a name that you're going to want to know if, if he's out. And yeah. and I've, I've seen Gary Jennings in, in person. He's he's good. He'll, he'll be a good good quarterback in, in Stonestead if he has to this week yeah. and the bowl. Yeah, but I just I, I had to throw that up on dude. I am so sick and tired of ESPN's FPI rating. They they suck, honestly. These are the worst rankings I've seen all year. And they've only gotten worse. Yeah. The only ones that matter they are the J people. Get, yeah, they always get um, And ours. Worse. And ours, yeah. we're and ours when some jackass when some jackass isn't putting fucking Florida State five spots below and Oregon ahead of a team they lost to. Turn your camera Alabama, on, Cam. And, and Alabama ahead of a team they face. lost to. You turn, know. turn your camera on. Face <laughs> these allegations face to face. Don't turn your camera on. I guess, <laughs> I guess <but> not. <laughs> I'm saying. I tried. <laughs> God, what did this look like? It wasn't terrible. No, it actually looked really good. Nah, we'll, have, we'll have the new anyway. one by either Tuesday or Wednesday. Probably Wednesday, but we'll see. All right, let's go ahead and just uh, talk about the uh, games that we saw on Saturday, if we could. Yeah. Finally get into that. I know we're going a little longer than we wanted, but it'll be okay. Um, Yeah. Is Ryan Day the next John Cooper? (laughs) I'm not not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Um. Hot start. I could have went way worse, honestly. Yeah. I, I thought about it, but I, I chose to not. At the end of the day with this game, it, it really played the way I expected it to. Now, it was a little higher scoring, yes. I did say race to 20. Mm-hmm. Well, it was still the race was won by the team that won. 
That's true. That is very true. And and it was a good game all throughout. Like it, this was, mm-hmm. you know, last year we kind of talked about it. Like, will this game match 06? Will it match 2016? Because those are the two that are at least in, in, in Colin and I's lifetime. Those are the two that have been probably the biggest and, and the best overall games mm-hmm. between the best of the teams um, that we've both had in, in that time frame. And I think this game on it for me, it topped them both for obvious reason. One, we won this game, but for, for second, I mean, this was a wonderful football game. I mean, it was really played extremely well on both sides. It comes down to two mistakes from quarterbacks, which I I should have known that that was going to come into play at some point between either of these guys. JJ McCarthy's been hit or miss all the last couple of weeks, obviously dealing with injury. He was fully healthy finally Mm -hmm. yesterday, which I think was extremely helpful for this uh, Michigan offense. Yeah. And Kyle McCord has had these inconsistencies all year. I mean, we saw really the one time that it really got them into trouble was Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. but they came back and they were able to win the game. So you kind of wondered what was this going to look like? The final drive of the game, I'm going to skip all the way ahead to the final drive of the game. Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison finally got hooked up a little bit, and they started they started mm-hmm. moving the ball down the field. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of happened. It felt like Kyle McCord would get himself into trouble and just kind of throw up a ball for, for Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked more times than it didn't, obviously, because when you have the best player on the field, yep, that's what happens. I'm honestly surprised they didn't but get him more. The best play, well, I don't think I think Will Johnson did an amazing job. Yeah. Now I'm going to say that I was listening to a different podcast earlier today. I listened to multiple, obviously, with a long car ride. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a different podcast this morning that was not again the one mentioned earlier. And the interception that Will Johnson had off of a pass to Marvin Harrison. The thing I heard was that the ball was thrown behind Marvin Harrison. And I don't know how the ball was thrown behind Marvin Harrison on a slant route when Will Johnson screened off Marvin Harrison. Like he cut the route off perfectly mm-hmm. and made the interception. It I don't know how the ball was thrown. Defensive I don't know how the ball was yeah. thrown behind him. Well, it would have been behind him over here. Mm-hmm. When Will Johnson caught the ball over here, mm-hmm. it was. I don't know. Ahead I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know what it had to be. Just Will Johnson made a play, yeah. but that's not what I'm saying. I don't know what game they were watching. I don't know what play they were watching, but it was not that one that they uh, decided that that was what needed to be said or thought of. Will Johnson made the right play on the ball. Will Johnson played phenomenal yeah. yesterday. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. The PI penalty where Marvin Harrison catches the ball one-handed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that was the best play you could have made. That was yeah. the perfect play to make because if he doesn't do that, that's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, that's the bottom line. That's a touchdown otherwise. Yeah. That is the play you need to make in that scenario. Same thing goes for the pick. He made the play. He was aggressive. He got the ball. Yeah. Michigan gets the ball inside the 10-yard line. They score. That's the first points of the game. Mm-hmm. To that point, it was a stalemate. Neither one, neither team was really getting going. Kyle McCord was struggling terribly. JJ wasn't struggling. JJ wasn't struggling. I, th- it was just a, the game plan wasn't necessarily correct. 
Mm-hmm. Jerome Moore did a really good job of making adjustments and, and yeah. making plays that were necessary to yeah. um, calling plays that were necessary to, to get both JJ McCarthy in a rhythm, but get this offense in rhythm too. It, mm-hmm. it took a full offensive effort to get things going. Yeah. You know, I see, I see all the stats, but the one guy I talk about player of the game, mm-hmm. that's the guy at the bottom of and maze. It's Colson Loveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he he did everything you need to do. Five five catches on five targets, eighty eight yards, and not one of them wasn't for a first down. Yeah, that's big. That, that's a big time playmaker. When your receivers can't get separation, because let me tell you something. I don't know if you guys are aware, but Ohio State's secondary is extremely good. Yeah, very good and much improved. Yes. They're much more physical against the receivers. You're not going to see a guy break open. They, they didn't allow. They didn't allow a play of over 40 yards yesterday, and they didn't do it all season but once. That's a mark of a really good defense, and Jim Knowles has turned things around. You talk about a guy who might get a head coaching offer. Jim Knowles could do it. You know, Sharon Moore could as well. I mean, he's got as many top 10 wins in one. Sharon Moore has earned an offer. Sharon Moore has earned an offer, and let me tell you something. That was what I was going to get to earlier, but Mm -hmm. I I was going to wait until the end of what I was saying. Um. No, there, there's talks that the Jim Harbaugh may tr- may exit this year after everything that's gone down this season. Yeah. So be it. If so, time. so be it. If so, I think the job's already secured. I would not have said that at the beginning of the season. No. The job, is, the job is secure. Shermore would definitely be the guy to give it to. Two top 10 wins in three weeks is about the same that James Franklin's had in nine years at Penn State. It's more. More? I thought he had – well, he had one on the road, which is the same, the, or maybe more. But Yeah, I think he's only like – I think it was one and nine or one and ten. I don't know. I thought um, it was just on the road, but maybe I'm wrong. The, the thing f- for me, I'm going to go to the other side of this real quick, though. Michigan did everything perfectly. Um, agreed. Um, but the one thing that I, I think was – the bigger difference in this game was the coaching aggression throughout mm-hmm. this game. Yes. Multiple yeah. fourth down attempts and conversions. They were three for three at one point. I think they finished three for three. I can't remember. Maybe I don't think they went for it again. Or, yeah. Well, we never missed. I think it was yeah. three for three. Um, and that was the difference. And it was great play calls each time. We talk about the the give to Blake Corum that scored that first touchdown to make it 7 nothing after the Will Johnson interception. Mm-hmm. That's a play you have to cap off as a pick, by the way. Yeah. You have to make that interception, or, or you have to cap that off with a touchdown. You mm-hmm. cannot allow that to turn into just a field goal because the momentum flips right back, mm-hmm. or it evens out. Yeah, you were 3-3 three um, three on fourth down, 3-12 of 12 on third down. And that's perfectly fine because the third downs that, that we were in were not, not necessarily great. It, it was third and five or more most times. It was either a first down on first or second down. Mm-hmm or a third and long and the handful of third and shorts ended up for the most part being converted. Um, Again, it it was just the aggression, the, the, the tone setting really from Sharon Moore and the way that they, there were no holds barred. They were ready to go out and, and take the game. And you look at Ryan day, didn't really want to make that aggressive move. There was a fourth and one at one point. They decided, I think just to punt the ball away. 
and it was closer to midfield. I figured they were going to go for it, especially after Xavier Johnson looked like he got the first down, but it yeah. was it was pretty close. I, I thought I they were going to fake the punt, yeah. Well, that's what I said. They lined up for the punt. I'm like, I would, I'm like, just watch out. Like, they might fake this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't. And then you come out in the second half, and I, I don't know if it was the first play, but it was one of the first plays of a, of a possession that you get the, the toss – halfback pass from Donovan Edwards, which we saw yeah. exact that exact same play in the uh, Big Ten Championship game a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you let Donovan Edwards go out and throw it. And it was just between that and allowing Alex Orgy coming out to begin that second half, it was the first drive mm-hmm. of the second half, it, <clears throat> he comes out and runs for 20 yards. Yeah, I thought that for a second there that McCarthy wasn't 100% or something had happened. And no, that was I wondered. I looked. I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" But mm-hmm. it worked, and, and that's that's the thing. Yeah, I think that's what we all were kind of thinking there. I'm going to transfer this over just to Ohio State really quick, and I and yeah. the only thing I'm going to say about this is those that are calling for Ryan Day's job, tell me who's going to do a better job. Who's going to be 56 and seven after th- five years? Not many. No. You're only four losses. You're only four losses in the last handful of years. And the last three years have been Georgia and Michigan. And Oregon, I think, in 21 mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, five losses, sorry. Yeah. Um, but your four losses to um Top three or top five CFP teams have been Georgia mm-hmm. and Michigan. Yeah. Um, who've just been a little he, bit above, he's, and, and that's the only thing he's struggling with. Like, he, he's almost in the exact same position that Jim Harbaugh was in at the beginning of his tenure, and it, it yeah. lasted a while. The only difference was he didn't have the win over Ohio State yet er, mm-hmm. at, at this point, yeah. where Day does have the win over Michigan. Yeah, and, and what I'm saying is like Ryan Day is struggling with top five teams, struggling with the top 10 teams, even. Yeah, but he's getting it done. He's winning. Well, the only game he's not winning is the Michigan game, and that's unfortunate. You know, if you're an Ohio State fan, I get it. But calling for his job is not the move I'd make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, tell me who's going to do better. Yeah. And it's you're not because not they're a soft team. They didn't. I mean, get look, I understand. The last the last twenty years, those that are my age and younger have only ever known winning, and, and that's fine. I get it. I, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to make the like. I'm not making third base jokes. I'm not, I'm not doing that. No. But that's that's all they've known. So they're they're spoiled to the idea that, that that's what the expectation is. You're going to win every single year. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Every single year, even when we were losing, 17 out of 20. Guess what? Our expectation was still to go in and win, beat Ohio State. That say that would have saved a, a three and nine season. Against with mm-hmm. Rich Rodriguez, mm-hmm. but guess what? We didn't. Yeah, you're going eleven and one the last three years, uh, ten and two in twenty twenty one, but eleven and two when you finish the season up with that Rose Bowl win over Utah. Yeah, who is going to do a better job? Who's going to continue? Who who would you have picked to continue what Urban Meyer built, Jim Trussell built? Yeah. There's not too and many who would be 56 games. and 7 right now? No. 
it, it's it's almost comparable to Texas A&M. The only difference is you have wins and national championships and conference yeah. championships to back it up. Yeah, and it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's a comparable situation. Yeah, and I was going to say real quick. It wasn't that Michigan was more physical in this game. It really was no, something they that weren't. Ohio State got better about in the la- from the last two years to this year's matchup. They were, I think, you know, as physical as Michigan was, Ohio State answered, and it was just one of those things that, as you talked about, as we mentioned, it's the two picks. That's the difference in the great mistakes game, at, the, at the end of the day. In general, it's just mistakes. Mm-hmm. It, it was yeah, poor passing passing attempts. Mm-hmm. It was. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know how Blake Corum got open for that that big run after Zach Zinner got hurt. I'm telling you, that's the reason that this team won the game. Yeah, it was. I think was, it was just the biggest. The momentum that was gathered right after that 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 I next think, play, unbelievable. How I think it was deep. just that biggest push that they got all day against that defensive line. And I probably, think it just, but I mean, it was, it was the motivation just to go and win that. You couldn't game have wrote it any better. Yeah. To come out from that injury. And, and go score immediately. Exactly that's what big. I said at that time in the game. I said you couldn't yeah, have written that, that up huge. any better. It was – I no, Luke Fickle wouldn't even do – Luke Fickle didn't. Yeah. And granted, yeah. that was a much less mature coach, Luke Fickle, at the time. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think – I don't think he would, even today. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny. I mean – Dude, I would. I I always watch the game with my great grandmother as as much as I can, whether if I'm home. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because she was scrolling through Facebook trying to figure out what in the world, like like what people were saying, reading what people were saying, and it was just, it was laughable almost. Energy. I mean, it was it was crazy to see the things that people were saying. Like the only thing that I I saw that I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. It was like people want Mike Frabel to come leave the Titans to go be the next coach of OSU. Mm. But that's okay. that's the only thing I can I saw that I thought was even worth my time, honestly. Why, why, why do co- college fan bases think that NFL coaches are going to come and take their job just because Saban came from the NFL after being fired to, to be the head coach of Alabama? Let me tell you. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Um because it's AM was talking about AM fan base was talking about uh Dan Campbell at first, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much but that, that was, yeah, yeah, but that made sense a little bit. I, I mean, this one does too because Campbell had just as many ties to AM as Vrabel has to OSU, probably if not less. I don't see it happening. No, at the end of the day, these are two of the best teams in the country. Yeah, I'm I'd be love to see both. I think I think both teams deserve to be in the playoff. Um, this was pretty much the exact way that Ohio State needed to lose to still have that conversation. Mm-hmm. They only dropped to number six, and they people. I don't know what yeah. they're going to do in the uh, CFP on That's, Tuesday. Yeah, what I was just about to say. I'm really interested to see what they what the committee does. They need to drop yeah. below Florida State, only because Florida State's still unbeaten. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go below Oregon mm-hmm. because that question is going to answer itself anyways between Washington yeah. and Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's enough with Texas or Alabama that they would be below them? Or? A conference champion, a Power Five conference champion, is better or than jump. a non-Power yeah. Five conference champion, especially at eleven to one. Yeah. The problem last year was that wasn't a case. That didn't happen last year. 
Uh, I think Ohio State needs to be below both of them only because of the opportunities that both of those schools have to be conference champions. If they lose, if Bama loses and Ohio State is still there, so be it. Yeah. But if Alabama wins, then that answers that question. And and Georgia Mm -hmm. should not be punished to be below Ohio State just because they played one extra game. Exactly. Similarly to what TCU had to endure last year, they should not be punished. And and Uh, even Georgia in 2021. It shouldn't have been punished to be below Ohio State when they had to play that extra game. Yeah, and, um, and Georgia in 2021 as well. But It's a totally interesting conversation because obviously Florida State won, mm-hmm. and while they didn't look great, they had negative yardage going into the second quarter. Actually, I think they had negative yardage up until the 20-minute like minute mark of the game. Yeah. Um, we can do which, this a little out of order if you'd like. I didn't know it was on here. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. I honestly had zero idea this was going to be on here. Mm-hmm. Um, they were bad. They were really bad early. They got mm-hmm. into the game. They got back into the game and, and eventually won. Benson, yeah. And that's perfectly fine. If they survive next week, I think they deserve to have a shot. But they they did not look good at all. R- Rodemaker looked like... I don't want to say it. But he, he looked really bad. Um, he looked like a fish out of water. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's it is tough for a it, a, a young green quarterback to yeah. make his first, first start, start in the swamp. In the swamp. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I can't imagine what, what. I don't care. You still have to. You still have to play better than that. No, I I'm not saying well, that the 25 or 134 against a five and six now five and seven Florida game. I, Florida I'm not Gators making. Game. Uses for him. I'm just legitimately saying that is a tough environment to go in and win at. You saw Tennessee couldn't do it, and their quarterback was a whole hell of a lot more experienced. Utah couldn't do it last year with Cam Rising. Ron Maker, they they found a way to get it done. Yes, it's a tough environment. I agree, and Mm -hmm. and I, I I shouldn't be quite as tough, but the the reason I am is because you have to understand that this is this is the way that the committee is going to think. And they are more than capable, and I think they're more than willing to leave Florida State out. Yeah, it would be unprecedented. That's but... the pro- it w- Well, would it? Yes. But like I told somebody else earlier today, and I use a, a JP quote, uh, it, just because it, it hasn't happened happen, doesn't, doesn't mean it cannot happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's very possible because they've all they've been trying. They've already planted the seed by moving Washington up when Washington didn't win very impressively. Yeah, sure. Washington's got better wins and a better resume. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But so does Oregon. So does Texas. And sure as hell, so would Alabama. So would Alabama. What the hell? They're just waiting for them to slip up. If Alabama beats Georgia. And let me tell you something. I'm just going to throw this because this is definitely part of it. Say this happens, right? Say Alabama beats Georgia, wins the SEC. Well, Michigan's going to go to number one. Winner yeah. of the Pac-12 is probably going to number two. Mm-hmm. Three would have to be Texas. You're not leaving out Texas, the team that just beat a Big 12 champion and the team that has beat Alabama at one point in the season. Yeah. The only loss to Alabama would have, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Texas would go three. Are you putting in an Alabama team that just won the SEC championship? Or are you putting mm-hmm. in an undefeated Florida State? I would argue they're definitely putting in the Alabama. Yeah, you'd have to put Alabama in. I mean, you tell me that Michigan, Alabama, 
wouldn't draw more eyeballs than Michigan. Florida I don't know. Stop the shit. I don't care about the eyeballs. I care about what, the, what do you think they what would they... legit? I know that's what they care about, but I'm just telling you in general, even without that, even if it didn't, wasn't going to bring more eyeballs to the, to the yeah. sport. Even say, say that nobody cared. Say that this was, say it was app state, UNLV, JMU and coastal for all I care. Yeah. Like, do you think it matters? My dream scenario. Like, do you think it really matters who's where? No. No. But what are you going to do? You're going to take the teams that are in the better conferences and have the better mm-hmm. resume overall. Yeah. Florida State has two wins this season. And, well, three. I'll give them a third this season. And, unfortunately for them, Clemson has wet the bed. Mm-hmm. Duke, it took an injury to Riley Leonard to even survive that game, yeah. arguably. You could argue. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that's fully true, but it, it did um, to a point. And then you had week one against LSU. Mm-hmm. And all of those games were well over f- four weeks ago now. Yeah. They didn't play a single really tough opponent in November. Mm-hmm. And somehow the toughest game they got – with Jordan Travis right was North Alabama. Yeah. yeah. I said with Jordan Travis, by oh, the way. Yeah. And then they get this game, and now it's, you know, that, that was a tough game, but I don't think it was going to look that way with Jordan Travis. No. This team does not, like, there's no question this team looks worse without Jordan Travis. It's not like Ohio State, okay? And I, I've heard people, well, how would they leave them out when Ohio State did it with a third string quarterback and they won the whole thing? Okay, well, did Ohio State look like they missed a beat when they won the whole thing with three different quarterbacks? No, not a chance. You know why? Actually, I don't even know why, to be completely honest, because I don't know how the hell Cardell Jones came in and just did what he did in, in 2014, honestly. Yeah. A mix of a really good running back and some really great receivers. Yeah. What does Florida State Ohio have? State, yeah. Yeah. Really great running back, or really good running back, some really good really receivers, great arguably great receivers, mm-hmm. and a good defense. Yeah. But something just feels totally different. Like, it yeah. feels like Florida State is not ready for this. And it really feels like Tate Rotomaker's not ready for this. And that's totally fine. You are you don't have to be ready for it. I, I get it. I just think that – don't pander. RJ, <laughs> he's trying to take Cam's job. I got to give him props. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just, I don't know that you can argue that they, while I don't think they have a better resume, and I sure as hell don't think they look like the better team by the eye no. test at, with what they have, because you have to do that to, to in, in order to be a playoff team. You you have to match the eye test all year long, yeah. and you definitely have to do it down the stretch when you're going. Mm-hmm especially with such a huge competition behind you. Yeah. I mean, there's arguments for Ohio State to jump Florida State. Mm -hmm. The perfect scenario is Florida State loses to Louisville next weekend because then we don't even have to listen to the fact that they're going to be left out as an undefeated team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can clip this and put it. I don't care. I'm telling you, I I know people are going to be mad. The Florida State faithful are going to be pissed, and that's fine. You deserve to be pissed. I'm I'm mad for you because it's it's frustrating to know that that's what's going to happen. But I think we all know that no matter what happens, Georgia's not going out. 
and, and for certain they're not going behind Florida State with the resume they've put together this year. Yeah, they're not going ahead of Oregon or Washington after the resumes either of them have put together this season. Yeah, and Texas, you could argue, still has one of the best wins of the season on the road in Bryant Denny Stadium. Yeah, how easy is that to do? Not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you're not going to go ahead of an undefeated Big Ten champion. No. No. So, and and sorry, I'm not trying to say Iowa doesn't have a chance next Saturday, but I'm. There's a reason why they're a 23 point dog right now. That's the only. By the way, that's the only hope that somebody has to be in the game uh, next week. So. Yeah, that was the only only hope I had. This we week we've too, talked also. about it already. Oh, you guys have talked. <laughs> I, I just looked at it earlier today. Yeah. Like, we, we talked uh, about it on because I went I went in and looked, and I was like, I was like, is there a chance for BJ to even still mathematically be in Somewhat. this? There is a chance for you to still be in this thing. Yeah, but I mean, Cam is gonna. Cam has a few options that he can take. He has a few routes he can take. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I go last, and you can pick the same games. Mm-hmm. So I could just go ahead and straight up cock block Cam because I know BJ is going to go take <laughs> Iowa, and that's not happening. Doing that, so I'm just saying, I mean, yeah, no, there's not a choice. I'm not saying yeah. like I'm simply, but I'm not. I was not winning, so I'm no. not. I, I was going to say I'm, I'm going to eat words, but <laughs> um, yeah. At which point, then we'd have to go into a tiebreaker and. We'd I don't have know to do something do. in bowl games. We'd have to, if that even happened. We'd have to have a bowl lock and upset or something. Yeah, maybe a, to, maybe but... a playoff slash New Year Six ups, uh, locks upset. Maybe something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. At the end of the day, all I need is one point to be immune from it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways. Well, from BJ, I, I if if Cam somehow decides he wants to take Iowa, then I I would need to. But I, don't I can't think confirm Cam will not take Iowa. <laughs> I am not playing that fucking ball. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the worst thing that could have happened for Florida State was was Louisville losing this game. Uh, I'm, I know we're going out of order. I'll come back. We'll fix it in a minute. Uh, but. Was it the worst thing? I mean, honestly. Well, because it's you know, it's, I didn't want to watch Louisville go to the playoff either, to be honest. No, and but they, I don't think they. But they weren't. They, they weren't. Yeah. They, they were not. Going they were behind a two loss Mizzou team. Yeah, uh, plus fifty one. <laughs> that might not even be enough. No, I might take Iowa to cover that, but I don't know. Um, look at. I'm happy for Kentucky to win this game and, and only really because it, what we didn't know that we now know mm-hmm. that isn't happening it's, anymore. <laughs> like say Mark Stoops is uh, um, leaving. I still Allegedly. think he's probably, I think he's still probably leaving at this point. He's already fielded offers and he's already told them like, yeah, I'm leaving. Like, yeah, he may still go. See. Yeah. Is that is that real? Is that stat line correct? Twelve of thirty-seven for three forty-four. Yes, sir. Is it really? I've got ESPN pulled up here. Holy I'll check. shit! I'll die. That's terrible. Myself. No, I'm. That's terrible. Yeah. But yeah, good. What? Yeah. What wait the hell? 
There, what is this? There's no way. There's no way. Cam. 12 of 22, 206. I don't know how that I, got. Yeah. I double-checked that. That's my <laughs> I was like, What the hell? Yeah. I, I was going to say, if, if Jack Plummer is the leading uh, passer in the uh, on the stat line, then... But yeah, look, I, I'm at the end of the day, like I apologize about that. So I, good. I was just like, what? I mean, this, <laughs> like, this was kind I of the never... lower priority. I didn't think we were actually going to cover it on the um, on the slides. Yeah, I didn't either. But hey, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Like I said, good for Kentucky to get the win. I I don't really have a whole lot to say. Like it was, it was just it's Kentucky. kind of what Louisville did with Miami. Honestly, they they just played a little too much, and they now we see fire, and they got burned. Mm-hmm. Now we see them at ten and two instead of eleven and one going into Charlotte, and I think that takes a little bit of momentum out of your sales. I think that's a bummer for them, but. Is what it is. It's not much else for me to yeah. say. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was really gonna. I mean, they're gonna either they got caught looking ahead a little too much, and I mean, they were up ten multiple times in this game. I didn't really think that Kentucky was gonna be able to hang around with them, and you know, then all of a sudden Kentucky gets a score, and then they're ahead somehow, and then Louisville ties it up. I mean, it was a good back and forth kind of game, but it really, you know, it was it was playing kind of like second screen with you know, the game that we just talked yeah. about uh, in the morning slate going on. I, I don't yeah. know. There wasn't a whole lot of people that were even really aware that this was being played at the same time as Ohio State Michigan yeah. because of how big that one was. But I think that that, if, with this l- result, I think Louisville that's losing was part of the reason I didn't make more money than I did this weekend. Yeah, I think that I result. Walked in, I, dude, I walked in with $56 in my mm-hmm. uh, FanDuel account. Mm-hmm. That's what I left off with when I moved. I bet all fifty-six dollars. <laughs> I went all the way down to zero from on yeah. Thursday uh, before the or on Friday actually before game started. Mm-hmm. I walked out this weekend with one hundred and twenty-eight. Not bad. And I missed probably four or so bets that I put a good mm-hmm. amount on, but to double your money like that in a weekend when you don't like I don't go too ballsy. Mm-hmm. Finally, I had one of those long leg parlays. I had a 17 leg parlay. It hit. Finally, <laughs> finally, it hit, dude. I was so go. worried. And, and Bama was the one that almost just oh, ruined man. it. And yes. if they did, if they would have done it, I'm telling you, I will say though, uh, I think we're going to make a merch store. I don't know what it's going to take to do that, but if we do, just be ready. There might be an NMSU is greater than Bama. <laughs> sure, <no. laughs> Oh, hey, look at that. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like common opponents. Uh, the transitive property, isn't it a funny thing? Yeah, New Mexico State is a better yeah. team. Via um, transitive property, for sure, NMSU is better than Alabama. I don't know why this is a, like, why that's a stat, considering Bama's over 10 wins now, but that's okay. Um, I, I also didn't know, Cam. Oh, I wasn't trying to call anybody out. I was just saying I don't know why that's a sad. They're they're an eleven win team now, so that's yeah. a. Um, you know what I would have rather said, honestly. 
It's about time something went against Auburn and Jordan Hare Stadium. <laughs> My God, dude. Like, talk about all the things that could have went. And well, they had them 2021 with the, the four overtime game. Look, I mean, it's always voodoo there. I have now seen in my life watching SEC football, I have seen a fourth and 32. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Arkansas, for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've now seen a fourth and 31. Yeah, mm-hmm. fourth and 31, basically. You converted into a touchdown. Yeah. Second and 26. Um, we've got second and 26. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a three to two. <laughs> yep, we did. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten a seven to three, which was actually somehow this more year. than three to two. <laughs> between was that not between? No, it was Arkansas. It was not Arkansas. Was not Auburn that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Think that, the public that, can handle that. That might get banned from the Walmart <laughs> store. Anyway, what uh, else have we seen? I, uh, we've seen I the, I, the kick six. We've seen the we've seen the kick six. We, well, we've seen that, and we saw it in two out of three weeks. Yeah, um, but this could have also been a prayer at Jordan Hare, but for Alabama, what they had a zero point one percent chance mm-hmm. to win before that fourth and thirty one conversion. I don't know, but you know what I think of the FPI, so I'm not. I'm not going. Yeah, there. That's true. Um, well, and, and even at that, like you, you heard Saban no. after the game. Well, it's about damn time. Something. Oh, but it's it's the thing, man. Like Auburn can be bad. They can be the worst team in, in mm-hmm. the SEC. This mm-hmm. game's played in at Jordan Hare. It's you oh, think so it was the Super Bowl? I mean, this is it. Always happens that way, mm-hmm. and. It's really been that way in the Nick Saban tenure. Just think, Which I mean, Saban's is, five and four at Auburn. I think that's he's lost. He, he's yeah. lost more at Jordan Hare Stadium than he's lost anywhere else in his career, mm-hmm. including way, had, his uh, home we had, field. We had uh, a friend of the show at the game who took this picture and several others. I think that's the only one Quit. that we've got. But yeah. uh, really good view of I Jordan. I kind of just pulled the best okay. because I knew. No. It'd be an so, action-packed show. So yeah, that's all good. I'll get you. That's a, just okay. really awesome to see. Oh yeah, it's, I don't think I'm gorgeous. gonna get yeah. a chance to go over there in real life. But yeah, he's a he's an Auburn. He's an Alabama fan. I am so okay. sorry about that. I'm about to get murdered. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think you're all but, right. Just watch out if he says yeah. come here and he's got a cinder block in his hand. Yeah, but he's an Alabama fan and. He my dog wanted my water. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she was trying to drink out of my cup. I was like, I'll just dump it in the bowl. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And he even said that Jordan Hare definitely lives up to the hype, though. So, yeah, spreads aren't pretty chance. irrelevant. That's why, that's why I bet a, six, a 17 leg money line instead of a 17 leg spread. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bama did screw me, actually. Um, I I alt spread it at five and a half. What the fuck? No, that's all I needed was five and a half. No, wouldn't have done it. Yeah, thanks. I know that. I I understand <laughs> that that's three, dude. Uh, 
But I, I, I didn't, if you had asked me before, I, I had Auburn plus fifteen because I knew it was going to be crazy. I didn't think it was going to be this crazy. Well, that's but. what I'm saying. Like I would, I took Auburn to cover, but I was like, I'm more confident that Bama covers five and a half. Who the I don't fuck think knew? I would have taken Alabama minus a half a point. Honestly, Who I took a pregame, dude, and I was like, I was like, I understand it's going to be close for a half, like, but Alabama's mm. got to get ahead by at least a score, maybe have like a score in hand. Well, K-State did not did not screw me game. over. I did not bet on that game because no. I did not know. I was really Farmageddon, like, I looked at it. I, I, was I looked at it. I was this close. No. <laughs> I was this close to hitting something on it. I didn't know what it was going to be, and I said, you know what? I don't think so. I, I moved on. I went to something else. You hit a miracle there. <laughs> I almost bet Cal though. You should have. I you thought about have. Cal as well, but after Cal. they, after the way UCLA played against USC, I was like, eh, I don't know. But and certainly no, been. I, I didn't think for a second we were gonna just walk away with this one. I no. Oh, I fucking knew it. I was so pissed. I was also mad at myself, you assholes. I picked. I look. I, I wish you guys would have went first. Not, not that anybody would have took my upset, but. Man, I I should have went Northwestern. I should have went with my gut because I changed it in the pick'em. Obviously, that we do. Oh mm-hmm. man, that was heartbreaking. I'm glad I changed it from Carolina though. Yeah. What an embarrassment that was. That's terrible, anyway, man. Sorry, I, I'm getting on a tangent because that pissed me off so bad last night. Alabama survives fire. though. I mean, that keeps the 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 hopes of their season of making the playoff again. Alive. Who would you rather face right now, Georgia or Bama? Bama, I, I not not Bama. I should say. I I thought you were saying who's better, not who would you rather face. If you're if you're a team that's in the playoff, I think you'd rather face Georgia. But that's not an easy get either. But. I yeah, think I think I'd rather play Alabama. I was gonna say I I and and, and the only reason Alabama. and the only reason it's it, at least looking at what my team is right now mm-hmm. and I'll do this for a different one too but um the only reason I'll take is because when Jalen Miller was under pressure he struggled mm-hmm. he, he he struggled a lot he took a handful of sacks and that's why you don't just a lot of on the last freaking play. Leave it alone. You bring pressure wow. and you keep you bring at least four. You mean like and you the keep dog everybody else in the cup. Can, let, I, can I say something though? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the play call no. at the end of the game. The only thing that you did wrong, if anything, and, and I'll say this is the only thing you did wrong, is that you didn't you brought two. Mm-hmm. Fine. If you're gonna bring two, and that's it. You need to sit at least five or six in the end zone. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a few guys at the 10. Mm-hmm. Make them beat you in the end yeah. zone like that. I mean, Don't. Yeah. There's no excuse to have any receiver one-on-one no. in the corner of the end zone no. when Even you have you two guys running. Yeah, I don't give a, I don't give a damn about that. No, I don't either. I'm just um, saying. There's no excuse for a guy to be that wide open uh, at yeah, any point. No, There's no excuse like, for you to be one man on man to man. I don't know. I, I don't understand why that's uh, 
I, I don't understand why people think it's a bad play call or a bad defensive call at all because it, it really wasn't. I, I just think if you bring one more man to rush, you get a little bit more pressure. Like you were saying, when Milrow was under pressure all game, he struggled. And, you know, you give him 10 seconds to throw, of course he's going to find somebody or at least have a chance to find somebody. You've got to shorten that time for the play to develop, and you've got to shorten the options that he's got. You don't care if he goes underneath and try has the receiver try to make a play to get to the end zone. The only thing that could have killed them in that spot was that shot to the end zone in that corner. That's the one thing that you could not have happen in that spot if you're Auburn. Yeah. By the way, I'll tell you I'm what. Sorry. I'll answer your question. Both scenarios result in me going to the rope store. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's, oh Lord! It's not ending well either way. I'm not doing either of those. I've never experienced either of them as a fan. I, I, I haven't. The, the closest uh, you probably had was the uh, Woe game. Well, I wasn't home, so and if yeah. I was, it I will say the same. I'll, I'll reiterate: <laughs> rope store. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the the closest I think I've ever been was the App State game. Which, oh, no, the App State game. I mm. I wasn't too upset about that game. Um, honestly, like it, it was bothersome. Yes, because I do still believe that he was short. But I mm. as good of a game as it was, like it didn't end in a fluky way. Like it ended yeah. because of a what I think is a bad call, but that's up for debate. Anybody can say what they think. It ended with a play that was deservedly a touchdown at the end of the day that they made the right play call. It worked. They scored, had their perfect execution. A Hail Mary is a matter of luck and a matter of the ball falling at the right place. I I was going to say that is a hundred percent luck. Yeah. The play that was made in the end zone yesterday was a mixture of luck, skill, and a push-off. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not blaming the refs. I heard no, plenty of that they're yesterday. Not gonna, yeah, they're not going to call anything heard, like that in that spot. I heard more than my share of enough ref complaints yesterday during this game that were probably more unbelievable than anything I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> The fact that anybody can say that this ref, this game, if anything, the refs tried to screw Bama out of it, might be the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, the face yeah. mask call not being called, and then they, they called like a block in the back instead. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That I was the beginning for me of, the, of the, the defender tried to murder Peyton. Yeah, he tried to pull the head, the head off, and yeah. there was another play that I heard uh, Dallas Turner nearly uh, came in and, and hit another dirty hit potentially that wasn't called. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I didn't see it that what was being referenced at least, but I will say if, if there's anything else to take away from this game, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about the game is that, that Peyton Thorne had played a really gutsy game. I know he had two picks, but yeah. the, what he did on the ground, the supplement, the yeah. lack of a passing game, which is not his fault, by the way, they have nobody at receiver. Yeah. The receiving core is tr- hot garbage. It might actually be. It's trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, I don't know who to say it's worse than, but it, it it's probably one of the worst of the Mexico power five. States. Um, 
it's bad. It's a very serious problem that they need to address in the offseason. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Alabama's 11 and one. They're they're working their way for the playoff, and I'm exactly. I'm excited. I'm excited for the SC championship game next weekend. I'm excited for every game next weekend, but yeah, that's a big one. That's one that I'm really looking forward to. Absolutely. Last but not least. Oh, okay. Look, I <laughs> I'm very bummed for Wazoo. They they didn't deserve to go down the way they did. Yeah. Um, they had fight. They had much more fight than they've had in quite a while this they, season. They the, the unfortunate part is they they're not going bowling, and it's because they went one and seven in their last seven and last mm-hmm. eight. Yeah, after starting four and zero and beating Oregon State earlier this season, like you thought they yeah. were a team that was like the favorite to be the other team in, not Arizona, not Oregon State. It, it was Washington State at one point in the season. They were like, "Oh damn, they're gonna." They weren't rekindling kindling of expectations. It was that that team was that good. They were playing that kind of football. Mm-hmm. Something changed. Something snapped. It was over, and they they went on a huge skid, a six game losing streak. They won last week. Big time, emphatically over Colorado. Like, mm-hmm. All right, time for the Apple Cup. I knew Washington State was sticking around. I knew they would. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know is they'd be in the game in a twenty-one all football game, mm-hmm. under two to go. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if I'm gonna complain about the refs, I'm gonna complain here. Whatever roughing the passer call that was on the final drive of the game that yeah. that put Washington in field goal range was not roughing the passer. No. I've never seen that in my, like that was that's that's PFL kind of rules, and I can't say what the P yeah. stands for, unfortunately. It it was just stinks. Like I got. They yeah, deserved to win. Issue. I'm not going to say they they deserved to win any more than Washington no. didn't no. or did. Um, but they had their chances. They did. They had their chances. Mm-hmm. It definitely both teams didn't left have to be there on the field. Like, yeah, it definitely didn't have to be 24-21. But mm-hmm. there were plenty of opportunities on both sides. The biggest thing at the end of the day, which continues to be the case, is that. Washington has weapons mm-hmm. that their opponents do not. And and that's been getting them through these games in the Pac-12. Yeah. But will it get them through the games if they make the playoff? I don't think physically Washington matches the top two right now. No. I don't think defensively they are. Oh, they, def- they definitely don't. I, I, I think that. Whoever they play, it's going to be a higher scoring game. Assuming they get there, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. Like it's it's really going to be a tough road for them. I think I was having this debate with myself earlier today, which is Oregon or Washington. Which would you rather face? Because likely, if Georgia wins the SEC championship game, that's and Michigan obviously takes care of business. That's who they're going to play as the winner of this game next yeah. Saturday is the Oregon Washington game. Yeah. Who would you rather play? Washington. I don't know. I think I, the way that Oregon's played I'd after the Washington, Washington game, Washington. I, I think. And would I rather play Washington. Washington right now? Yes, yeah. because yeah. they've been more inconsistent. Mm-hmm. 
And the but do I think Washington's a more, a more talented offense? Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't defensively. With that. Oregon's a physical team, but mm-hmm. I still think the Michigan O line can push Oregon a little bit. Yeah. I still think the receivers can get some separation on both secondaries, and we already saw it at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, the beginning of twenty twenty one with Michigan, the secondary is somewhat similar. That. A few changes, but overall, this Washington defense is not really a whole lot different. Michigan yeah. could push the ball. And, yeah. and this is what I'm using. I'm thinking of this as a fan because I'm telling you right now, when we get to playoff time, I know we're probably doing semifinal watch parties because I'm going to be home for New Year's Eve. So I'm planning on doing one at least. At, at I think it's New show. Year's Day this year. Uh, even better. But even then, I'm still going to be here. I'm not going to be anywhere else. Okay. Um. And, and with that said, I – really think that it's like I'm going to be full fan mode for for that game Mm -hmm. whoever it is and I'd rather see Washington right now I think yeah but I'm not I'm more scared of Oregon but I think I'm still confident and in a much different way I think that this team the Michigan team has learned a lot from the last two Playoff appearances, obviously, one was need to be more physical. Yeah. But the other one was you need to be ready and you need to not overlook whoever you play and feel like you're just going to go play in the national championship game. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there, there's not really an excuse this year. Like, I, I think you have to win this playoff game this year. Yeah. You at least have to win one. You don't have to win at all, but you need to make the natty. Yeah. Personally, like for me, I I need. Well, I understand to see. that, yeah. Um, and I'd rather see Washington. I'd love to see Florida State. I don't think that's going to happen if they get in there four. Yeah. But I think it's going to be. If I'm being honest, I I think it's going to. I think it's going to be Georgia, Wednesday. Michigan, Oregon, and Texas. Yeah. Not to spoil Wednesday, but <laughs> I'd rather see Washington because they've been. Far less consistent, and I think that our corners can hang with Washington. I think they can hang with the the Oregon not, receivers not as well. Not just that, Penix has struggled this year when he gets pressured, mm-hmm. and that Michigan front six seven is going to be in that Washington backfield all damn day. Did you guys see what I we'll saw see. though? Did you guys see what I saw? Oregon a ten point favorite in Vegas against Washington. I don't know. I. You know, I was looking for. I was trying to. I was hoping the Raiders were playing in Vegas that weekend. They'd be, (laughs) dude. The field crew better be getting paid next weekend because they're gonna have to go. They're gonna have to start from what will be probably eight or nine p.m. Pacific time, Mm -hmm. their time. Mm -hmm. They're gonna go from nine p.m. and when that game that is going on Friday night, the Pac-12 championship game between Oregon Mm -hmm. and Washington finishes, to then setting up the field for home field. For UNLV, who will be hosting the Mountain West Conference Championship against Boise State, Raiders are. I was, I know they are, and that's what I was about to say. I was hoping when I was looking, I was like, "Man, tell me the fucking Raiders play Sunday at one." (laughs) They they better be getting like double time. (laughs) They will be. They don't play Sunday at all. (laughs) But I was, dude, I was hoping they were playing on Sunday. Washington, Washington plus ten. I. That's the play. We'll see. We'll see. That's, I'll get to that. We'll get to that later. I'm not doing uh, take five next week. That's but Wednesday. Yeah. 
Take five ended pretty well, by the way. I guess we'll talk about that real quick. Uh, I'm not doing my takeaways, but if I were to take away anything. Um, rivalry week is fun. Rivalry rivalry week delivered. Yes, as you see um, the title. Ryan Day did not deserve the cry and Ryan nickname. It belongs to the fans of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. They are probably the most miserable people outside of College Station I've ever seen. Texas yep. A&M fans think they're something they are not. <laughs> you want my takeaway? What? I think the Heisman is a two-man race. I think it's it's uh, Knicks and Daniels. I don't think Penix, even if they win against Oregon, I don't. Oh think no, I don't think that. Penix was going to win it. I, I think that yeah. I think that Marv needed to be the Marvin Harrison needed to score on the game-winning drive for Ohio yeah. State to win that game to win the Heisman or be in the Heisman mm-hmm. conversation. Maserati Marv. I think it's going to come down to what Bo Nix does on Saturday. Friday, yeah. Friday. They come out with a win and a 250-yard game through the year and add about 50 on the ground. Bo Nix is winning the Heisman. Yeah. If not, or if Oregon loses. It's got to be Jane Daniels. I think so. I mean, he's put up better numbers than Joe Burrow did in his Heisman season. Every winner of the Heisman that, or every player that has put up the numbers that Jane Daniels has, and there's only been four of them, has won the Heisman. It's really going to put to the test whether it's the best quarterback for the best team or the best player in well, college football. It hasn't been that way since Lamar Jackson won it, I don't think. But every other team has been good enough to win. Yeah. What do I think? Look, I cashed out my Bo Nix bet to make sure that I didn't lose anything on that because it, it look, it was a two dollar bet or a three dollar mm-hmm. bet. Yeah. I cashed it out at 17. You oh, know man. why I cashed out at 17? Because I don't fucking know what's gonna happen. I don't know yeah. what the Heisman who's gonna win the Heisman. I don't know what it's no. gonna look like. I'm worried. Uh, I am. I don't know if it's gonna be Bo Nix. I would like it to be out of just mm-hmm. because of it the last six years of my life that I've spent being a Bonex apologist. I kind of need it for my morale here. Okay. <laughs> but I totally understand why Jaden Daniels would win it. Mm-hmm. And I and think it's more than deserved. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's a tough award. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't envy the voters. I don't envy anybody no. in the position right now. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like I, can we get a shared Heisman? Ooh. No thanks. Has that ever sorry. happened? Yeah, I was sorry, this say. this isn't the 90s where ties and shared <laughs> championships exist. Have we ever Yes, had a I'm taking Heisman? a shot at my own team. Thanks. What? What did you just say? I said, have we ever and ever had anything close to a shared Heisman before? I doubt that. Has the voting ever been close enough where you could think that it might have been? That that is an interesting question. I'd like to know the answer uh-huh. to. If, we'll yeah. try if Barry Sanders and in the off season. Herschel Walker played in the same year. Season. Maybe it would have. Yeah. I think I think George Rogers and uh, Herschel Walker in '81 was really close. Let me see if I can find. Uh, 
I think Rogers was eighty-one. He was either Marcus 80 or Allen won in eighty-one. My bad. It was, sorry, but it may, that might have been close too. But I, it was nineteen eighty was George Rogers at South yeah. Carolina, mm-hmm. and I, I would love to know what the voting was, what the numbers were. Uh, it but looks I, like George Rogers had uh, one thousand one hundred twenty-eight total votes, and Hugh Green was second with eight sixty-one. Herschel Walker came in third as a freshman. That was what it was third. I, they they made a big deal about that game when I was watching. Um, what the hell was it? SEC football by the decade or something like that. One mm-hmm. of the documentaries they were doing. Yeah. Um, and they made a big deal of that game. They were, like it was one versus yeah. two. So two, but I don't care. Yeah. Um. So according to this thing on Athlon Sports that I found, uh, Mark Ingram is the closest Heisman at twenty eight points separating. That's not surprising. Honestly. Him and Colt McCoy, right? Um, Colt McCoy, yeah. Ndamukong Sue as well. Yeah, like, that was an, and mm-hmm. even Tebow that year. Like that. No, was actually, uh, it was Toby right. Gerhardt that was second. Gerhardt was was twenty eight points away from no, uh, Mark Ingram. He had oh, five. Right. They had five fewer first place votes. The Gerhardt, first Stanford so. running back to get snubbed. Yeah. Yes. There you go. So Ingram had five I, more I first place votes, eleven more second place votes, and yeah. nine fewer third place votes. Yeah, I, because I it was Holt McCoy right. that was third. I will say uh, that, that's why it was such a disparity. Yeah, and I will say Gerhardt was not as egregious as the other Stanford running, yes. running back that got. I'd say they were done. both. Like they were both bad. But... Two got robbed. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Finishing fourth that year, man. I mean. Like Should to lose been. the Big Twelve championship and win Player of the Game, yeah, that's that's a fucking that's crazy. That doesn't happen, especially when Cole McCoy's on the winning side. Like that's a big deal. Honestly, yeah. you know what my guess was, and they had that as an athletic question on game day. I did not mm-hmm. remember that to be honest with you. But they had that as an athletic. <laughs> what the fuck? That is an athletic question on game day, and um, I thought it was uh, Jordan Shipley. I didn't even think Sue. I, I thought I, I didn't think McCoy, but I thought it was Shipley. I thought because mm-hmm. he had a really good game, and yeah. I know it was a close football game, but I thought I one hundred percent thought it was Jordan Shipley, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. So, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly be wrong for that. I didn't even think it was Sue. Um, but I was about to say the only one who's really come close recent, I, I guess Hutchinson, but Hutchinson mm-hmm. wasn't. Interior, like you said, like Will Stu. Anderson in, in 2021 had we're talking interior D yeah, line no. because two was ta- defensive tackle, and yeah. that just yeah. that's unheard of. I, I've yeah. never seen a defensive tackle do things no. that this who was able to do, so no, I don't know, man. So, Cam, I assume your G5 game of the week. Had to be a Boise and Air Force. Actually, I was gonna um, once again give another shout out. Cam's corner, my bad. Fine, people of Las Cruces. I'll I'll limit it to one just due to it being thank you. Like ten fifty at night, your time. I sleep. (laughs) Um, Thanks. I gotta get up in the morning too. Both of us do. Miserable. I'm still going to be up at six. So 
Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. New Mexico State, Jacksonville State. It was a good game. Um, if you didn't watch it, try to find some highlights of it. It was a fantastic game, especially in the second half. NMSU kind of pulled away in the first half, controlled um, the entire first half. But Jacksonville State fought back in the second half and uh, was very competitive with NMSU. Was a lot of fun to watch that game, um, and kudos to the Aggies for pulling it out off, off the last second field goal and what Jerry Kill has done this year with that program. Very impressive. Yeah. BJ, do you got a baller or two? I've got a few ballers. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna you, you better fucking limit. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. I mean, I just wanted to highlight just a couple of people. Cody Schrader, what he did against Arkansas on Friday was impressive. Nearly averaging 10 yards a carry, 27 carries, 217 yards, and a touchdown in their big win over the Razorbacks. Noah Fafita, 527 yards for Arizona. I mean, he's been a baller. He's been a consistent baller of the week, but I think this was, he saved his best performance for the last week of the regular season, 527 yards, five touchdowns. Audrey Estimate ran 25 times for 238 and four touchdowns. It was Stanford, but again, I mean, that's not easy to do. And just looking at some of the biggest kind of performances, Ollie Gordon, 34 carries, 166 yards, five touchdowns, helping Oklahoma State come back from a 24 to six halftime deficit to beat BYU and send themselves to the Big 12 championship, he's got to be on there. Abu Samah the third, 16 carries, 276 yards, and three touchdowns for Iowa State. You kidding me? I mean, they win Farmageddon. Like, there were some really good offensive numbers. Uh, I'll tell you what. Running the ground. Yeah. Oh, actually, I wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say, no, Pete told Arizona State to stick those forks up their ass. <laughs> Oh, Dude, what a game. I mean, I look, take five didn't do very well. I went two and three. It's okay. I closed the season, I think, at 34 and 21. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Um, I, honestly, I'm really okay with that. Uh, next year, we have a totally different situation. Like, take five is not going to exist anymore because locks and upsets are going to be take 10. I didn't want to cut mm -hmm. that down. We'll probably take six. Or we all do a take five. I don't know. We'll see. I think we could all do take five. That would be. Fun. We all do a take five. We can. We can. We can overlap, overlap. on them mm -hmm. if we want to, or yeah. have our battles or whatever. But yeah, we're all going to do a take five. We're all going to have our record kept, and we'll see how that turns out as we go like forward. That. But yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to the the new version of take five, which is from all of us. Make a bigger spreadsheet, I guess, for next next year. I got it. It won't be too hard. It'll be set up. So, looking forward to that. Take five is going to look good next year. It's going to be yeah. a fun one. Uh, really, everything is going to look good next year. We got some interesting changes coming. Um, eight o'clock may be normal <laughs> going forward. Yeah. Um, maybe not. We may go back. To, we may go cut it up. Maybe a little seven, bit, like seven thirty. Seven seven thirty. I'm um, clear until February to do this. So. So as am I, uh, at least uh, except for uh, Wednesday. Um, 
our off-season content is going to be unbelievable. I, we've got some really good stuff coming. Um, our TikTok, mm-hmm. I, maybe. I that idea. Um, our TikTok got some action this weekend. I finally got back to it, and I'm going to be back to it again tomorrow. I got some uh, interesting ideas going forward on that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get back in the, in the swing of things. We we really got off track a little bit outside of just doing the show and showing up for the show every week. It's just because um, of how life can be sometimes. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I was moving. Cam's now. changing schedules. BJ's got I've got so much more stuff. work than I think he's ever had since we started. Like we've yeah. all been extremely busy, so it's it's been tough. But it's you know what they say about excuses. We love it. They're like assholes, and everybody's got one. They all stink. Yeah. Um. So we all got to figure it out. We all got to got to find ways to be better and and move yeah. forward with it. And one of my biggest things is is making sure that we continue to grow this and make it succeed. So I appreciate everybody that tunes in, uh, specifically RJ is basically like our MVP loudmouth over in the chat. Every, every show. Um, but I love it. I love the interaction. I, I think all of yeah. us do. It's, it's a fun way to carry on the show. Um, yeah. So share this, this around, man, our share this around that we've had since season one, I think. Yeah. Share this around. We're on Facebook. We're on, we are on Twitch. Um, that's going to be, staying but in a different location uh starting at, in the off season at the beginning of the year we're going to have a brand new twitch channel specifically for loudmouth cfb so it's not just on my personal mm-hmm. um and then i'm going to be live on tiktok i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing some tiktok lives during bull season and just talking about random uh, random stuff do we have um, enough followers for that do we not have enough followers? we need to have enough I thought we had to have, we a, have a number. number. I, I didn't know you had to have a number. Well, I'm just going to keep working to get us followers then. So, yeah, I'm going to go do my Ohio State slander on TikTok in, now. In the words of uh, um, Urban Meyer, respect the grind. Well, he <laughs> <laughs> he did something with grinds. So I tell you that. Um, hey, I didn't sleep on Garrett Green. He had a good performance. Just wasn't quite good enough. We also uh, that, had that extremely a brief last second. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, with, with it being such a long show anyway, though. 11 o'clock at night, my friends. We got stuff to do. Loud mouth after dark time to, special. Time to go to bed. Time to go we got to bed. a long day of bullshit. I already know tomorrow's going to suck. I got I, I, I already got the text saying what I'm on tomorrow. <laughs> I fucking, oh, I'm going to gosh. Talk about going to a rope store. <laughs> <laughs> I was about ready. <laughs> get you That's one your friend. There you go. I'm going to get something. We'll see what it is. Anyways. Y'all have fun without me Wednesday. I'll be here in some form or facet. But what the fuck are you doing Wednesday? I've got another game. I told he, you he guys. With who? Oh, are you with Commerce? Like, yeah, I'm in Commerce on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. This is the last basketball game, though, that I'm scheduled for. So yeah, I was <laughs> oh like, yeah, so so we here. <laughs> Wait, you guys beat Allen a couple weeks ago? We won in Allen. We didn't play them, but they're oh. they're still alive actually. Where's uh, where's this one? Who is this one? Uh on Friday, I'm actually just down the road from where I live. I'm actually calling a game in my home stadium. We're playing uh Lancaster. It's a chance to go to the state semifinals if if we win. That's a big so, deal. Yeah, it's huge. We're one five of the last, a, right? Yeah, five AD one. We're one of the last eight teams still playing. That's Friday night, though. Clear eyes, full. That'll heart. be fun. Uh, yeah. 
Who the hell said that earlier today, by the way? I just saw RJ's thing. Who the hell was it that said? <laughs> Get a Red Bull? <laughs> Sounds like something Jared no, would Dude, say. I saw something in the group chat. It was like, that's it was like, hey, Dana, you're fired. And he's like, can I, go get, can I go clear out my office? Yeah, like go ahead. You could, just, just full of empty Red Bull cans. Now nah, we got it. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell said that earlier? It wasn't Marjorie. I, I feel like that's something Jared would have said. Dude. I was going to oh say, that's a, that's a Jared Taylor It's special. either Jared or RJ. I, I'm not sure. If RJ, if you said it, you definitely deserve props for it. But Somebody yeah. does. Somebody deserves some serious credit for that because that shit was fucking <laughs> I hilarious. I, I was in tears. I was. <laughs> I will. All right. It was him. It was RJ. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah, I was about to say that shit. That shit made me laugh so fucking hard. I was... Bad props, RJ. All right. Yeah, we got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'll see, see you we'll guys see on Wednesday. Wednesday. Penis.